It's weird doing this. Howdy, no y'all. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. You know, sometimes that, that I, tick that developed from playing with Stephanie somehow. You know, <laughs> it might have been from me. Did you? I think you've said that before. Well, at work I say that, and I don't know why I say that over my radios. I'm like. Howdy, y'all. Yeah. And I think it's just because it's uh, it doesn't suit me at all. So I yeah. think it's funny to do it. Yeah, you, you're yelling high. Because I don't look I don't look at but all like someone who would say howdy, ironic y'all. Ironic enough times it just becomes real. Yes, I think that's exactly. That's the I also that's like saying problem. like cringy yeah. things over the my walkies too. That's always yeah. Everyone hates me at work. I'm sure. Yep. I remember the one time I accidentally. <laughs> I remember when I accidentally swore over the walkie. <laughs> And then only realized that it was on afterwards. Oh, I've had to. I've and been, everyone's like, who is that? And I'm like, hmm? <laughs> no one will know. They'll never find me. <laughs> so the reason this is happening is I do a weekly Q&A on Patreon. But every 10th episode is public. And sometimes I do something weird for that one. And I figured, you know what? I haven't done a live Q&A in like years. And then Stephanie got home. And I was like. And the world ended. You're, you're bored, right? <laughs> yes. Alright, let's see if there's any questions so far. What is your picture of this stream? These pictures are made by Apraxic. Who Thank made... you, Apraxic. And and they're, they're earned and they're damaged. <laughs> Five thousand Stephanie points. Congrats. Non refundable. Put those in your pocket. <laughs> non refundable Stephanie points. That that that. Yeah, they're not worth. I immediately hit the they're microphone. Only worth I'm, not Stephanie being, I'm, I'm not used to the microphone being coming from my left side. What's your favorite exotic am, animal, Stephanie? You're gonna have a way more interesting answer than me. Uh, what? Is, well, I'll let you go first then. What's What's your answer then? I Pete? like the pangolin. Pangolin? Yeah, that's a great answer. Pangolins are fucking cool. They're like anteaters in battle armor. Don't even know what pangolins are. Yeah. So on a reg- I, I ran into a trend where I, if I have to name a bunch of characters. Like if I have to, like if I have like a party of characters and I have to name them all for an RPG, I'll name the tank Pangolin, out of habit. Well, uh, I believe the name is derived from something like that. Yeah. Um, I just remember being a kid knowing that Sandshrew was a Pangolin, and I was like the only yeah. kid that knew that. Because like, I like I watch Animal Planet. Yeah. Um, it's, I, it's, it's like a variation of like Ant Eater and uh, Armadillo and all that, but specifically it's got crazy cool like spiky scales. Know, uh, people kill them a lot. Yeah. In, they, in they, grind them up, they, they grind them up for boner juice. Yes. Boners have killed that, more animals than I think yeah. anything else. There's nothing more dangerous to nature than, than I almost said incontinent, than like infertile Chinese people. Thanks a lot. Uh, my favorite Ba-boom. exotic animal, I like, I like crocodiles. Um, I've always liked crocodiles. Guy. My the, the my favorite's probably the, the Nile crocodile because my favorite thing to watch on Animal Planet when I was a kid and even now... I don't think they even show it now is like the great migration across all of Africa. And there's that part where all the animals have to cross the, the Nile river and they just all get eviscerated by the crocodiles that are sitting there like little, little bear traps. I just like them because they're like the closest thing to they're giant and they're intimidating, but they're really lazy. <laughs> giant. I'm, I'm a reptile. Mobile dinosaurs. Reptiles are probably my favorite genre of animal. I keep a lot. Of, I keep a lot of pet snakes. Can so you just, can you just scare the shit out of me? <laughs> I keep snakes and tarantulas. I also have kept scorpions, so yeah. Hey, there's. Do you want to run down the animals in your room? Well, as as uh. <laughs> can you remember them all in one go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can. I can. Um, I've rehomed some of them. I, I was rehoming, so I don't have as many as I did. But uh. <clears throat> I have a a ball python named Mallory. I have a, a banana ball ball python named Butch Deloria after that character from Fallout. 
Um, I have a, uh, I had a Kenyan sand boa. I have a Taiwanese beauty snake, um, at my family's house, not here cause it's too big. I have a jungle carpet python. You haven't seen that one, but it's really big. It's like six and a half feet. It's pretty big. It's in a really big custom cage. So I couldn't bring it with me. So I told, I told the story on a recent episode of wow about the, your, your, your escapee. Oh, oh my God. I, I saw Keith, where, I, where I just saw its fuck? tail like escaping Keith, into the bathroom it, vet. It, and I'm like, it's <gasps> the sweetest snake ever. That's Mallory. She's so sweet. She's so sweet. She's named after the uh, Juliet Lewis's character in Natural Born Killers, by the way. <laughs> um, just thought, you know, let you know, all know. But uh, Keith wouldn't grab her. He let, he let her crawl under the vent. I was, was at work. I, I was at work. There was a re- well. There was a reaction time problem. I was carrying stuff up the stairs to my room, and then just saw a tail escaping to the bathroom. And there's a moment of shock of like processing. She's so what's sweet. I was right so now. worried about her. I had, I had a block. So I don't know if I told you what I did, but I took the vent off in my room, <laughs> and I used a compact mirror to like look inside the vent, and then yeah. I turned the AC up really high because yeah. they don't like the cold. And then I locked the bathroom door, so there's only two vents open, the one in my room and the one in the bathroom, Yeah, because that one you can't shut, which is why I got in there. And the next morning, or like there was a couple couple days, I missed her for a couple days. Yeah, I was look, I, I was, was looking. So sad. You saw you guys. me like I was trying to like walk around and check all the vents, even though I don't know how HVAC works. So like, I had no idea where it could be or which floor it would be on. But eventually, I just I, I opened the bathroom door before going to work one day, and I was like, "Why is this handle hard to open?" And then I open it, and I realized she's curled around the entire handle. Yeah. And I was very lucky that I saw her there, not you, Keith, because I was like, I'm not afraid of snakes. You would have been, you would have been afraid if you opened the door and there was one on the handle. It would have been a surprise, but I know that your snakes aren't dangerous. Super sweet. I'm Super not afraid sweet. of snakes as a, like a on like a phobia level. I'm afraid of snakes and that if I see random surprise snakes in the wild, I'm not confident that they're safe. And so it was like that level. No, I have a reaction to like spiders and heights. See, and I also sharks. have <laughs> three tarantellas. Um and how dare you? They're very sweet. It's not <laughs> trying to justify growing up calling them Skulltillas. No, one of them. One of them is named Benton Tarantella. After that character in Courage Cowardly Dogs, I thought it was funny. Did you say Benton Tarantilla? His name in the show, I think, is Benton Taranteller. Taranteller. He, he's a parody of Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know. I just like it sounds like a tarantula. So yeah. And then it became a tarantula. Surprise. And I got a bunch of, a bunch of fish. So I got a big old fish tank. Yeah. I got two of them. Of which One of them has a crawdad in those around here. Yes. And they're all planted and they're beautiful. And I was just fixing my canister filter before I came in here. So, yep. Had to watch epoxy off my hands. Mmm. Epoxy. Uh, t- I think the tarantula is a Spanish dance. So I, I, I know that from somewhere. But that is, I think, correct. Just saying. What is what? So 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 sorry. I probably should address these because people aren't going to see them. No, someone said, oh, uh, "Isn't a tarantula sorry. a Spanish dance?" It is, oh. I think. I just I just scrolled up to try to get back to where we left off. Because in Henrik Ibsen's A Doll's House, someone dances the tarantula, and the, that's why I know it. They said the JoJo Stephanie face. I oh, love JoJo. Oh, the JoJo face on Jeff, on Stephanie Gyarados. Someday. I was going to correct them. I thought they were. If, I thought they were saying the other drawings, JoJo, when it's Kaiji. If any of y'all know someone who can do K- 
custom JoJo's art. If I would pay <laughs> a fuck ton to have someone commission me in JoJo's style, I would love it so much. <laughs> I thought about that today at work. <laughs> that just came up in my brain at work. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to look on Etsy. And you need JoJo art of yourself? Yes, I'd frame it. So back to back with what is your favorite exotic animal, there was what is your favorite non-legendary Pokemon? Gyarados, dude. That, that's, why, that's why I'm Gyarados on there. Um, it's the atrocious Pokemon, so I relate to it. I'm so Because I am also terrible and atrocious. I'm so torn, but also there's so many Pokemon. Uh, Bulbasaur is my favorite starter. Ah, shit. Got made fun of a lot. Uh, I'm going to open up Pokemon Go. Um, oh, To oh, look at my uh, collection. And maybe it'll remind me of something. I, I, have a lot of, I, have, I have a lot of fa- I have a lot of, there's a lot of Pokemon I like. Uh, Agron, Tyranitar. Like, I'm digging that there's going to be a black and white Zigzagoon. Monsters, Because I always like monsters. Zigzagoon a lot. I like a lot of the critters and a lot of the dogs. Like, a lot of the dogs. Like, uh, in, in a, like playing Pokemon Go, I find new things I've never seen before. Like, I find out about, like, Puchina and the Hyena very, like, Oh, you don't even know. There's all these ones like that that I never knew existed back in the day. And I'm like, oh, it's great. We used to just have a Growlithe. And then the three I legendaries like that are tangentially dog-like, I guess. It still hasn't rendered. Uh, but, like, I really like Scyther. And I like Venusaur and Bulbasaur and so on. Uh, I always like Farfetch'd. Oh, shit. Which is also getting a new variation in the new generation. Where he's like a Lancer. I should not have aggroed that many things. I'm going to be in trouble. I'm going to numlock. It'll figure it out. I just... I said Keith... A dumb picture I found on the internet of uh, a bunch of Pokemon drawn uh, as Garfield. <laughs> and it made yeah. me really happy and Farfetch'd was on there. What do I got? I got Salamence, Glace, <laughs> Electivire. Oh, he's got he's to look up pictures. Yeah. I know. Oh, yeah, I dig, I dig Aggron. Yeah, Aggron's one of my favorite. Aggron's pretty good. Anything that's big, like big scary monsters are my favorite. Um, nothing anthropomorphic. I don't like... I think I like the only one I like Rhydon. that looks like a person is Machamp, and that's because Machamp's kind of hot. But Hound Doom, I love Hound Doom. Hound Doom's great. Uh, Hound Doom is great. The dog ones are really consistently just good. Yeah, they're really good. Even in Sun and Moon, I think one of the only ones I liked was uh, Rock Ruff. There's all the dogs and foxes and so on. Get your Umbreons and your Glaceons. Which one's although, your, although some what, of the what's your Evi- favorite Eevee? Evolution? My Evolution, it's Jolteon. My favorite's Vaporeon. But see, I can't have it because it looks too much like Gyarados. I win. What? Oh, well, yeah, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> your favorite has an elemental weakness to my favorite, therefore I am the victor. <laughs> That's how this works. <laughs> I you, don't... you gotta love Electabuzz because his voice actor would just go... <laughs> that was the vo- That was, that was the, pretty the, good, Keith. That was the show. You guys didn't see, but he did full, like... You gotta, he you have to shake to your head to make the noise. It's impossible to do it otherwise. But that was the <laughs> fucking sound he made. And so when I, when I saw Electivire, that's one of the only weird retconned generations later sequel Pokemon that I've seen that I actually I, like. Oh, I, I like. I, I like Electivire. When I, I don't like most of the other ones. Because they took a bunch of stuff like Magmar and Electabuzz and other people that didn't have any evolutions. And they gave them a baby version and a Megavolution super version. And most of them I don't like at all. But I like I like Electivire. He's neat. He was always a weird alien, and now he's even more of a weird alien. Because he always had like weird like things on his head that made him look like he was from outer space. 
Yeah, I never really understood what he was exactly supposed to be. No one knows. That's why his voice actor just gave up and made that sound. Because <laughs> it was like, what animal is this? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are your favorite books? Oh, I'm a, that's... No one's going to like my answers to these because they're, they're going to be nerdy. Uh, my favorite book of all time is uh, 100 Years of Solitude by Gabriel Garcia Marquez. But I like everything um, by the guy whose name I always fucking forget, who wrote American Psycho, because I love that author. So I like that book. I like Less Than Zero. And then I like Rules of Attraction. Um, American Psycho is very, very, very good. Uh, one for the Cuckoo's Nest problem. was really good. Um, yeah, but yeah, 100, 100 Years of Solitude. It's a Colombian novel they probably made you read in college. I'm always tempted to just say something from literature and be like, oh yeah, The Invisible Man, that was the, the best book, or Handmaid's Tale or something, but I really, really like an absolutely remarkable thing, and it's a problem. And, it was, and that came out like last year. <laughs> And it's it's a serious like it, it's just way too specific to me and my life in a lot of ways that like and also the modern situation a lot and a lot of things that bother me about things going on that like it was just kind of had like a direct signal for me you know what I mean like it's like it was like it's like it cheated at becoming my favorite book I it was it was this is it was kind of messed up but I read uh, the Bell Jar. Have you read The Bell Jar? No. So The Bell Jar is about Sylvia Plath, but I didn't know that it was... Sylvia Plath wrote it, but I didn't know it was kind of auto... It's kind of autobiographical. It, it, not really, but, but mostly. And I read it, and I remember thinking, oh man, I really relate to this character a lot. And then it, then, and then she starts trying to kill herself throughout oh, no. the book. And I was just like, oh no, uh-oh. The first like few chapters were very much me. What does this say about my life? But that's actually one of my favorite books, too, because I really related to hmm. that um i don't know oh and then i like um what's on this bookshelf east of eden <laughs> i like a lot of uh, uh a lot of manga <laughs> a lot of uh, comic books do android's dream of electric sheep was actually really interesting it's so different from blade runner so if you've seen blade runner you have not spoiled that book yet have you read that yet no it's very short actually I don't. I don't read but, uh, a lot of sci-fi. But it's just it's just straight up not Blade Runner. Like it's that was the surprise. You can see the where the characters are that they turned into Blade Runner, but they're just it's just not the same story. Uh, I've been really I've been a bad boy, and I keep reading comics all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I keep buying. So I buy. Which I'm, like a, I'm intentionally not counting as this question. I bought. Um, I bought a couple books I need to read. Um, one by like Amy Tan. And then one like I wrote like the, the Good Earth. Uh, there's like a, there's like a hand, there's like five books, and I just really really need to read. But I keep buying comic books, and then I keep reading those first. So they take precedent over everything else. So yeah, I need to start reading too. Shame on us. I'm going to die. Oh fuck! I'm going to die. <laughs> oh fuck! I'm gonna die. Uh, We're all going <laughs> to die. But I'm gonna die now. <laughs> That's the problem. It's cool. If the boss dies, I win. Come on. Die, you little shit. Jesus Christ. There's so many enemies. We're good. We're good. All right. Next question is, who is Stephanie? She seems nice. <laughs> well, Ow. that's a very broad question. Um, That's a broad question. Hi, my name's Don't Stephanie. Don't call yourself that. 
What? <laughs> I am abroad. Um, I have been abroad also. You've been abroad? I've been in other countries. Yeah. I know. Play on words. I'm I'm lame. I've never been abroad except to Mexico. That counts? Barely. I walked there. Oh. Well, hey, that's... I, whoa, you walked all the way from here to Mexico. I walked from San Diego to Mexico. Because <laughs> the towns just mash right up against each other. Um, and my name is Stephanie. I'm 26 years old. Um, I, uh, from California. I am me. I live here. <laughs> I know Keith. And I'm Hello. here now. Yeah. And you like indie stuff and horror stuff. I'm a... Yeah. And character-driven dramas on television. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, what I would write in, like... In your, like, in my, Tinder in, bio? In my, in my Tinder bio. <laughs> yeah, I actually... Shamefully do have one of those. <laughs> um, Not that it matters. No one reads those anyway. They don't? No, I don't think so. You don't use them to filter people at all? You just go, you just go oh, for I, it? Well, I, I use them to filter people. I don't yeah. think... I think you know, Kiki wants love. Not to not to be like snarky. I don't think anyone reads mine. I think they're just like, yes, <laughs> good choice. Yeah. Let me destroy you. Well, I get to hear all the stories about your weird bad dates. Oh yeah, I come home with like a new one like every day. No, well, not every day. That sounds terrible. Like, maybe like twice a week. Your last your last one, you had one where they were coming out with media media opinions, and then had to do like a double take when they realized that it was the opposite of your opinions of those things. Uh, I always get people who I think <laughs> it's funny. I either get people who really don't seem like they should like me because 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 I I look really like um, alternative. I got my shaved head. I have a lot of piercings and tattoos and stuff. And I always get like uh, like jocks. I don't know why. I always get like jocks for some reason. Um, I was thinking back to like that line in Juno about the jocks, like in the weird hipster girls, because that might be right. Um, and then I also get uh, hipsters who th are really pretentious and think they're really smart, but they just end up making me mad, and then I have to like eviscerate them because they think that <laughs> they think that they're like, oh, like, oh, this girl won't know anything about video games. I'm going to talk about video games in front of her, and I'm like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, like there was the the guy you had last time. You had to deal with like a series of things where like you knew more about the subjects than he did, and he was talking about them under the assumption that you wouldn't. Yes, like he was yes. just gonna like. He was flex bragging about ma he was making a video game and he was bragging about it, but he was talking about like the limitations of making a horror game, blah 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 blah, and he was just like pulling out a bunch of stuff that I know he was just like talking about how video like in order to make things truly scary, the horror game has the to be like, photorealistic. The visuals have to be realistic. For Meanwhile, a game we just to be did scary. like a horror. We just did a horror Halloween special of entirely non-photorealistic. I, I, I started like games. naming off all these pixelated horror games yeah. that are fantastic, and he's like, "Oh well." <laughs> <laughs> also, he was like, "I hate Fight Club was a stupid movie, and I fucking love Fight Club. I just want to put that out there right now. I fucking love that movie." So I had to have this whole conversation with him about what he feels like the meaning of this of the movie is, and then I was like, "Well, actually, in you know, in the book, blah 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 blah." Yeah. And he was just like, "Oh." And you love Fight Club oh. the correct way too. Yeah. You're not, you're not one of those people that massively misinterpret the entire message by falling for the idea that Tyler Durden's in any way the protagonist. 
No, no, I have like a, I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to go into it because I'll go into it forever. But no, he, he was just like, that's a dangerous movie because, you know, it inspires nihilism. Yeah. And I just, yep. <laughs> maybe, maybe that'll be an episode sometime. Yeah. I, we teased, we've been teasing the idea of like, maybe we'll do media podcasts. <laughs> I, I would love to. I just, I feel bad. I don't know if you guys would want to hear me talk about things. But if you do, I definitely will. I'm always under the assumption people don't want to hear me talk about things. You would think that. I would think that. But then internet. <laughs> there are certain things I'm just like, hey, like don't get me started on that. Like I'll like I'll go on and on. Like I love that. So I'm gonna talk about it for a long time, so I'm not gonna say anything about it. But I would love if someone let me, so yeah. We've been talking like for potentially about like going back and watching Taxi Driver, then rewatching Joker, oh, then doing oh a podcast God. on Joker. <laughs> I have so much to say, <laughs> but I won't because I'll talk for an hour. Yep. Uh, have you and the other guys boycotted Overwatch? Or have you guys just not gotten together? Uh, we just kind of haven't gotten together lately. I'm not particularly in a hurry to play Overwatch right now. Partly because the meta got kind of irritating a little bit, but also because I just don't feel like dealing with that entire topic that much right now. Uh, so it's definitely like pushes me the other way but also like between the stuff with stephanie and also stuff with bird and so on oh shit this is undoable this isn't happening uh i've just had a lot of multiplayer stuff going on lately as opposed to the the big chunk of this year that was just me marathoning overwatch and nothing else so it's been kind of edged out a lot too we'll probably come back to it but right now we're kind of busy me and andrew are playing uh world of warcraft like we just you and i just finished obscure we're probably gonna do pokemon like a week or something oh when that yeah comes out, that's already coming out oh Jesus yeah Christ. i got a pre-order yep and then i don't and even then, own a switch and then <laughs> I already with bird it. and kernel rpg i've been doing uh trine and we were here together and now remnant from the ashes and maybe going back to no Man's Sky at some point, and also there's the Jackbox, which you were in some of, and that comes and goes. There's just a I lot. Really, I liked the multiplayer is a crazy, is crazy mess, and uh, uh, a lot of the continuous Overwatch stuff was partly because I was constantly re reigniting my passion with that game when I kept being like, oh, I want to do, and now I need to learn this character, and like I, I kept getting really excited about how many elements there are to get into, and I really enjoy the game. But also it was kind of some complacency of just like, eh, let's just play more Overwatch like we do every week. <laughs> and lately, uh, the, the multiplayer's been a bit more ambitious than that. <laughs> and definitely harder to schedule. It's been, <laughs> I've been keeping spreadsheets of this shit. Let's see. Do, do, do. Oh, people reacting to the Pokemon in the corners. Do you guys live with each other? Yes. Uh, Tarantillas. The there's the dance comment comment from earlier. In what age do you prefer to die? <laughs> uh, as soon as possible. As soon as possible. <laughs> Am I not there yet? <laughs> when? Yes. Yes. Yes is when. <clears throat> the yen, the the yes time. If I had to give an honest answer, okay. <clears throat> um. Okay. If I if I age like if I age like a normal human being, mm. um, I probably I probably say like a mid eighties is a pretty solid answer. Um, if I could live forever, and I got to choose when I got to die, uh, and I didn't age because you got to specify that that's important. You know, there's some Greek myths about that shit. But mm. if so, if I don't turn to dust, 
then um, I'd probably give it like a good, you know, two hundred years. <laughs> yeah, because I think there's a lot of. I would love to see I as always, much as I possibly. Could. I always think that like when people are like, oh, "You should die when you're gonna die, and otherwise you'll go crazy or or something." I could uh, I could find ways I to find if I had money really, I could find ways to entertain myself. Yeah, I always for find sure. that stuff really iffy. Because I'm like, that's I feel like I feel like that's like cases of people like kind of trying to justify their own mortality to themselves to in a way that makes them feel good about it, but it doesn't actually fly as meaning like actually meaning much. The idea of like, oh yeah, I, sh- I should just yeah, it's good that we don't live past our normal mortal lives because. It makes our life valuable and no, that means that is bullshit. Something. I I, I think um, like it, one of the things that makes me the most absolutely sad is thinking about the amount of things that exist in this world now that I, I will die not even being aware of. Yeah, and that I, that's really weird for me to think about. Like somewhere in uh, Cambodia, there's a very popular rock band that I would might really like. I will never know. How will you ever find out about the know. band unless you can have a holiday in Cambodia? I do like that song. <laughs> <laughs> do like that but song. The, uh, yeah, the world's so incredibly complicated, but people people talking about like they'd get bored with their mortality. I feel like they're maybe just boring people. Yeah, it, it, it's like uh, if, if you're bored, then you're There's boring. So much world. I always liked that philosophy. Um, I can definitely spend a lot of time with only myself, and so I would be okay doing that. The only thing that would be very sad would be, of course, watching everyone that you know and oh, love shit, die, and then not being able to like have like any romantic relationship because you would outlive everybody. But maybe you could have like a whole bunch of very small ones. I don't know, and just be really selfish. <laughs> be really selfish. <laughs> I don't know. People have. Oh, I'm gonna die. Uh, people have dogs. Oh man! And like they I'd, die, I have to outlive <laughs> like, my dog. You have to constantly be aware of the fact that your dogs <laughs> are gonna outlive you, or you're gonna outlive your dogs. My dog just walked up to me. Yeah. She, she knows I'm talking about how she's gonna die, die before die. me. I'm don't, gonna die. I'm gonna die. Don't tell fuck, her. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm good. Maybe. Okay. Oof. 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 Oh no. No. <laughs> I'm really bad. At nice this. going. I'm really Red Ridge is a fucking nightmare. There's five billion enemies per square foot. It's so hard. It's the hardest zone I've ever played in. Practically, every single encounter is like, "Here's twelve guys. Have fun," and they all run when they get low on health, which means they aggro more guys and pull them in. You're like, "Fuck you!" Like you saw that fight I did with the the Knolls earlier, where it was like there was just seven of them eventually. And you're like, "All right, well, this is a mood point." Uh, what age do you prefer to die? Never. Unless I become a shriveled up head in a jar. I don't really want to become the face of Bo necessarily. Although maybe that would be entertaining in its own different way. You know the face of Bo? No. Face of Bo. Dace of Bo. That's not... (laughs) The face of Bo. He's just a head. What is is that? That's from Doctor Who. He's like some big wise head in a jar. And that's that's just how he exists now. That's what he is now. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to shoo my dog away. Sorry, everyone. She's yeah. too, she's too I'm affectionate. Trying to, I'm trying to read chat. Stephanie, if you like the bell jar, you might like Margaret Atwood's Edible Woman. Margaret Atwood. Which is the person who wrote... Okay, that, I was yeah, just, that's why I know that. Yeah, she wrote uh, The Handmaid's Tale and The Testaments, which just came in the mail. So I'm going to read that at some point. His name is Keith or Sebastian? It's Keith. 
Um, I like savory snacks. That's how <laughs> oh, they ask my... sweet tooth or savory snacks. Oh, I like both at the same time. They they can both be good, but I I, I have a, I definitely have a sweet tooth. Like we just went to the store. And Keith buys a lot of candy, and I I came back with I did come back with salted and baked. Uh, are they called plat plat platoon plantain plantains? Plantains. Yeah, I have roasted and salted plantains. So that's savory, but I also came back with. Uh, both dried strawberry, go away. Uh, dried strawberries and dried something else or whatever. Or <laughs> whatever. Uh, oh, pineapples and strawberries. That's what I came I like, back with. Uh, apricots. And, I, I, and, I, and I, I buy candy, and I drink ju- juice. I don't, as opposed to V8. I drink V8. Like I, yeah, you like, drink, I you love drink, it. You drink V8, and the whereas I'm, I'll be walking around like, why aren't they stocking the fruit V8, the good one? <laughs> uh, I. <laughs> someday, someday I'll, I'll find that that guy that I had that whole conversation with about the fruit versus the vegetable V8 in the middle of the Save Mart like two weeks ago. At <laughs> they used, Costco and Sam's both used to always have the, the uh, a pallet of fruit V8, which weirdly were in like the rock uh, in like that Red Bull size cans instead of the full well, size. The ones cans, at Costco which are, which have have them in that Red Bull size can. I, still, uh, I haven't seen them forever. I've been looking for them. We had we had. I can only we ever, just bought I two can, cases of them, and of the, of I, the I drank them all already. Of the fruit ones? Oh, no, the oh. tomato one. Yeah, no, I'm saying the fruit ones. I can only ever find the tomato one. I'm like, I don't, yum, yum, just yum. Just drinking tomatoes is... <laughs> yum, yum, yum. I would drink that no. all day. Okay, well, you, you also will eat a tomato. Yes. And I won't eat a tomato. I'll put I like tomatoes, vegetables. I, liked, I like tomatoes in stuff. Like, almost every variation of thing that has tomato in it, I like. But I don't. I do not want to drink or eat a tomato directly. When a tomato is processed... That's where I draw my line. It's uh, it's the properties that allow it to fight off skin cancer are enhanced because it releases the lycopene. So actually, eating processed tomatoes is especially good for you, so you're fine. Are you planning on doing another Dark Souls series with Andrew? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I would imagine any, most stuff that involves the kind of thing that I'm doing right now with Stephanie, where we sit in one room, uh, is probably done. For good, maybe, with Andrew, because now I live here and he lives there, as opposed to the old days where we lived a mile apart from each other and I would just walk over and we'd hang out in his garage. <laughs> so, fundamentally, the logistics have changed in a way that are pretty uh, forbidding. There was that year with Zero Escape and Sonic where I would, like, drive to his house when it was an hour away, and I'd do that. It'd be my whole day was recording stuff with him all day. But that was that was a lot then, and now it's worse. <laughs> now it's so much worse logistics wise. So it's pretty dead. So Andrew's an online person now, like a bird, where he's functionally a separate person at this point. Uh, favorite doctor slash era, uh, David Tennant. I've actually never watched any Doctor Who. Oh shit, um, we're out of questions. Much, you failed us. <laughs> much to Keith's uh, dismay, so I can't even answer that question. Well, that's just another. That's one of our another uh, one of our ideas, and by our, I mean my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I I would be down for it. I just um, I have like this weird, I don't know. There's like this this weird fear of change and lack of permanence, and so the fact that it changes doctors every season or whatever always turn me off to it because for some reason that yeah. makes me really sad when There's I think about that. Yeah. Because if I got really attached I would feel really sad. And from and depending on which, which doctor it is they might even treat it like a death. So it's like even the show itself is aware of like the the bummer of it all. But the um 
I don't even see a champion around here. What the fuck? Uh, but yeah, the show changes showrunners and directors and writers and actors across the board. Uh, like after every few seasons, which is part of what's interesting about the show is just the mercurial nature of it all. So it can keep it'll continually reinvent itself forever, which is kind of probably why it's been able to go for the, so long. Because otherwise it'd be like The Simpsons if it was just like, I'm the same thing forever. And then it's going to have all these growing pains or these moments where it's like, now it's clashing. Now it becomes the things that I hated in the first place and all that other stuff. I understand that. And and there are a lot of things that I absolutely love that I just wish would would be buried. Um, yeah. And we were just having a conversation about how, like, how I think, like, sequels and, and remakes are, like, like killing off your own like IP that's beloved by everyone I think is like one of the most heinous things like you could do. Like you were like mad that weren't you mad that uh, Lucas ever even made prequels I, let alone sold it off to I Disney? I have a huge thing against George Lucas. He, he I got a whole thing. Because he won't stop touching the thing he already Indiana finished. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull was the last fucking straw. Broke my heart. Fucking cried. I was so mad about it. I think that movie is terrible. And I think Indiana Jones is perfect. And I wish they never tried to make another one. And George Lucas is a fucking sellout. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I liked... I I loved the original Star Wars movies. Original only. I think George Lucas is a sellout. And I'm mad at him. And even... even There's a few other people that like I used to really love. Like, Tim Burton's on that list for me, too. Um... But, like, just let me have something and leave it alone. Like, yeah. quit ruining everything I love. It's like that rant I went on when we were waiting for Andrew to set up before. Where I'm, I was talking about, like, when when Get Out went really well, he made us. He didn't make Get Out 2. Because, like, a lot of stuff is better off if you just leave it alone. Like, I've been playing God of War's reboot thing. Remake. Not remake. But uh, the new God of War that's Norse is like actually a new thing with new things to say and so on but like before that happened they made like six god of war sequels and like the first god of war had a self-contained story that would have clearly been the ending of that guy's story but they just went and made it made a hundred more of them and it's like sequels are just like generally speaking somebody who is in control of the situation just mandates that more sequels be, are made for various properties and then the people that make the creative decisions just kind of have to like make it work because they've been commanded that that's the project they're being made. They become slaves. Yeah, to it. That, they end up hating their own. That's how so much of like movie making works, and that's how like video <laughs> games work. Is just like you're commanded by the publisher to make the next thing, even if you, you maybe should have never had any sequels to the thing. Which is related to another question. Somebody asked, like, do you like Marvel movies? And it's like that's what Marvel movies are to extend is just endlessly mandated projects the I'm machine sorry. produced as long as possible to break the hearts of everyone but i do not like marvel movies you don't watch them either uh, oh <laughs> keith was really mad at me because i went and saw endgame I was mad at you i was baffled by you because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna watch endgame without watching any of the marvel movies including w- infinity war which is the first half of the story i was asked that you were on, going to i was watch. asked on a date to go see endgame and i literally told them i was like i don't i, I was like i'm gonna go watch it but i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm just gonna go watch it. To, but I think it's I think it's funny. Everyone, ah man, everyone probably hates me. Uh, but I was like, it was like a three-hour movie. We both were unentertained. I slept through a part of it. 
actually fell asleep in the theater. Yes, I would expect because completely overwhelming and baffling. I, Although there was a there's a Patrick H. Wellams video recently where he took his his parents to see Endgame without any of the further context leading up to it, and they loved it. It's actually a really charming little video where they're like, they're but they both look like they're probably like sixty, but they're so game for this for some reason, and they're like, oh my god, that's is that Black Widow and like. And they like they got so hyped, they got all oh, like like wrapped up into it. Oh, that is it's, sweet. It's a really. I'll have to show you that sometime. It's a it's a really heartwarming video. I'm just I'm too super mean. jealous of that guy's parents. Oh, that's really sweet. I'm super jealous because they're they're way too wholesome, and I... while also being the kind of parents that are like are like game for that kind of stuff. Like they're like they're they're not just dismissive of it all, but instead they're like they immerse themselves in it when they're once they once they're there. That's great. I, I, like I felt that kind of way in a cool way once when I took like a bunch of my extended family to an escape room and did not expect it to go over well, but it actually went over like pretty well. And it's like, oh, they all let themselves care. This is neat. It's like one of the, you know those those moments where you're like, oh, my family is really nice. I really like my family. Just trying to get your like cross generational like people to even collectively care about something is so hard sometimes. Well, because it has to be something. Uh, I want to. Say, I was gonna say like nonpartisan, but it's not the right word. Something, no. something that any generation could feel equally about, which need, is hard. And you have, it's and you hard have to, to figure find. out how to introduce it. So something like an escape room is probably perfect because it has nothing to do with your age. Yeah. Um, it would and, be very difficult to like, find a movie. And it's kind of a novel, confusing thing for everyone. Like. Yeah. Well, yeah, some people would probably get really easily frustrated. Or like yes, like so much of media is all is all like. Oh, I don't like there's no things movies were, with all those computer graphics. Things were better back <laughs> and they in give my that day. whole rant. I yeah. I've had my extended family give that rant about Mad Max and I was very confused. Um I was very much that lady with all the arithmetic floating in front of her face from that one meme trying to figure out like what the hell they were saying when they were well, mad about all the CG in Mad Max. Cuz like that <laughs> See, CG should be used to enhance the visual I- images. I- I'm a big fan of practical effects. I think you need to do practical effects, and then, like using CG to enhance those is really great. Well, that's the thing is like uh, that movie was so heavily yeah, was, practical. That movie is like her- like that movie but just looks. Be- but because awesome. they're just dismissive of anything that doesn't look like an old movie, basically they see it as being CG even when it's not. But it's not. Even though it was CG, but not in the ways you would notice, except for the one time you'd really notice, which is the storm that's obviously not real. <laughs> I, I just think movies that rely too heavily on CG, like I think back to like Avatar, that, when that movie came out, I remember thinking like, this movie's going to look terrible in a couple of years. And I feel like no one talks about it anymore. Um, that's the uh, that's the joke about Avatar, is always the idea that he fucking James Cameron vanishes into his cave to make sequels to it for like an entire decade. And in the meantime, everyone like all of pop culture collectively forgets this franchise ever existed. I'm okay with that. Cause it went from being like the top grossing movie of all time to being like, what was that one thing with the, huh? the Navi? It, the, the test is usually try to name any character in the entire movie that isn't Jacob Sully. I never, I never even saw it, so I, I'm terrible. Um, the I like I, apparently Disney World has a whole like land dedicated to it, <laughs> and I remember yep. thinking to myself, I was like, that's probably outdated. And I guess well, it, not that well. It's a recent addition. 
is the weird thing. Oh, that, that guy's cut, weird. He's like a running all the way to me. Oh, shit. I think he also had one dedicated to Dinosaur. Remember the movie? <laughs> <laughs> so oh, like, no. That's another one. See, you got, you, oh, no. <laughs> you got to have good writing and good characters. And if anything, the best movies are the ones that oh, don't really comes. need the effects to be good. For it to be good. Yeah, um, that's not. Dinosaur. Wow. Movies that have been thoroughly forgotten. Not even Land Before Time. I love Land Before Time. That's that's like the arch nemesis of Disney, though. Yeah, it's a uh, Don Bluth. Oh, that was. I a, love Don Bluth. Oh, it was. You're it right. It was. I love him. American Tail. The tree Star. Um, American Tail and Fifle. Wait, no, wait. American Tail. Yeah, American Tail and Fifle goes west, and then uh, Land Before Time and all those. Ones. Secret of Nim. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. I love Secret They're of Nim. They're back. All um, dogs I, go to heaven. I can't remember if their back is, but I love their back. And yeah, all dogs go to heaven is. I'm pretty sure. Rock a doodle do. Yeah. Okay. So no one likes that one, but that one was. <laughs> and that one with the dog that wears a baseball cap backwards. I think there's like a tiny no, fluffy no. dog that has a that's like at some point they're wearing like a, a shirt and a hat. I think that, I think a kid gets turned into a dog. I don't remember at all what you're talking about. There was one called Penguin and the Pebble, and nobody fucking knows that one. But when I was a kid, I thought it was so romantic, and everyone hates that one, <laughs> it what turns a, out. Did they love the pebble? No, no. The, oh, because penguins penguin, give gifts to gave, other penguins. The penguin is a doofy little dork that's penguin. Their, that's like their real life mating and ritual. And he gives, he has, there's a hot penguin, he's trying to give the pebble he's to the hot to penguin. And there's some buff, mean jock penguin. Hot penguin. No, acrid. It's really cute. Yes, no one cares about it, but I, it's probably not. I probably it's probably not even good. But I'd watch it right now if I had it. Yeah. But anyways, yep. out of curiosity's <laughs> sake. Um, let's see here. Getting murdered. It's a problem. Uh, what What's the best psychological uh, horror thrill thriller film that you've ever seen? That's a hard fucking thing to ask. I'm, I'm always. I always just use the disclaimer that I'm just going to give up and say an answer whenever um, somebody's like, what's the best thing ever of this category? The Shining. It's like, I'm not a library. The Shining's my favorite. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't instantly recall all or, of the things I've ever uh, had. So I'm just going to say a thing I like. Is the thing, would you count that as a psychological as horror? A, I don't no, know. No, I don't know if I'd count that. That's what a, that's what a, counts as psychological horror? Usually it's something that doesn't have... I mean, not always, but usually it's something that doesn't have to rely on, like, gore or monsters to be uh, scary. I must kind of think more so, like... Like, The Shining's, like, the best example I could think of, mm. because it, it just relies on atmosphere and tension. Like, um, like the Babadook? Or Hereditary, which I love and will rant about forever and ever. Keith's lost to watch it sometimes. It'd be easier to have I an opinion. Love it. If and I Midsummer could see was great that stack too. of movies that are currently downstairs. Oh, oh, and then oh, then anything like like Darren Aronofsky. I don't know if you want to count it as horror, but like m like Mother made me very upset in, in my brain. I have not seen Mother yet. It's so upsetting. But it's I good. I loved like, it. I was gonna say like, does the does the drug movie count? I uh, welcome <laughs> to a dream because I love that one too. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what counts as horror. Like a psychological horror movie for me was like uh, Eternal Sunshine for a Spotless Mind. <laughs> I that was pretty I psychologically think, horrific. I think of that as that's like one of the most romantic movies. I think I think that that movie makes me cry. Uh, Welcome to a Dream. I love that movie. It is scary though. I guess uh, in theory. You mean uh, Eternal Sunshine? Yeah, Eternal Sunshine. You said Requiem for a Dream was romantic, and I'm like, oh wait, sorry, excuse Oops. me. 
<laughs> you don't think ass to ass is romantic? <laughs> you you get yourself you get yourself a man that looks at you the way that granny looks at a uh, grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Oh. oh no. That's kind of romantic. <laughs> I love yeah that, that I saw that, that movie exclusively because that song kept getting used in like trailers for like Riddick and shit like that. It's like it would it was used so much out of context for trailers to hype up various movies. I'm like, what it's the fuck is that song score. from? It's such a so good So I found score. a Requiem for a Dream and then I watched it and I'm like, why is this song used in everything? It's 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 a really strange out of context that's thing. It's like it's like I guess how some stuff will use like uh, the Superman theme, like uh, outside of Superman, but like it's weird because it's made for the specific thing, as opposed to being like an album or whatever that just floats freely amongst all the world. Like something weird. There's something weird to me about like it'd be, it'd be like if the Star Wars thing was used to advertise a movie. That would be upsetting. But that's what that's what happens with Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, right? I always, like it's I always weird. think that. Was that made just for that movie? Yeah. I think it's the theme song of the movie. I don't know. Correct us in the chat. You guys, I, have, time I, to, you guys I, have time to research things. I think things. it is, but I'm not positive. Um, either way, great, 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 great score. Great, great, great movie. If you want to feel really shitty, definitely watch it. I like movies that make me feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I like movies that make me feel disgusting and bad, and I like really, really gory and awful feeling movies. I don't know this why. This is a thing we were talking about recently. Uh, have you seen the excluded s- Pokemon for Pokemon Sword and Shield? What's your opinion on the excluded and also Mr. Mind Galar region variant? I don't know about that, but we were just talking about how, like, I, at least I was saying that, like, I would be totally fine if all the Pokemon games didn't have cross Pokemon in the first I, place. I, I'm, like, you could just make up 150 Pokemon in each game and and not have them cross over at all, and I'd be fine. I don't like Mega Evolutions. I don't like. Yeah. I'm. I don't know. I'm one of those. I'm one of those people. See, I don't like the sequels. I don't like those either. For me, it's got a little bit of the Star Wars problem with like the idea of like making new Star Wars movies, but also the old cast is there. I understand and that, that. It's like, but we have a new cast, and they don't get a chance to like do what they want to do because they're being overshadowed by like the old thing. I and, like yeah. Fucking Charizard won't go the fuck away as being the most popular Pokemon ever, even though it's just a boring ass dragon. And so he's just in every game overshadowing all the cool things that they came up with. Like they put all this time into designing like 150 new Pokemon. And then they, everyone just wants to play with their old Pokemon. It's like, well, then why? I I think that the... So I haven't looked at the new Pokemon designs because I actually try not to because yeah. I like being surprised by them. Um, but but like like I was... You know, I do think that that's the most... Probably the most exciting part for me is seeing the new Pokemon. Um, yeah. I, I don't care anything about the characters or the plot, you guys. I'm sorry. Um, usually I, well, I, I kind of dislike the, the characters plot, usually. The plot's bad. Yeah, and, well... <laughs> I mean, some of them are kind of interesting. I like the whole, the whole like, um, uh, gold and silver, like the world's gonna end, like, I don't know, I don't know, lava versus water thing is kind of cute. But um, for me, like, I've noticed there's an issue, like in Pokemon Go, because it it is every generation at once, and they keep adding the next generation more and more as they get the next ones in, as like you know, expand the feature set. And now, at this point, every time they announce 150 new Pokemon coming to Pokemon Go, it's like, now we're adding Gen 5 or whatever. It's always like, all right, here's the three viable ones that are going to be useful and you actually want. And the rest of them are just there to fill out your Pokedex. Because it's like, once you have all of them in the same game, so few of them are actually going to be useful for any reasons. Because they all, like, the, like there's so many redundant Pokemon. Because there has to be. Like, it's just like, 
at, w once you once you've played the games too much, they become just a series of types and power levels. And which which one is the best water dragon? Okay, no other water dragons matter now. What? So it's like if they all exist in the same universe together, then it's like if you're if you're hard if you're going hardcore on the stats or whatever, then it's like half these things things don't matter. And if you have and if you're going there just on the pure collection basis, like I like this guy, I like this guy your over attachment to the old pokemon can kind of get in the way of you just getting to enjoy all the new ones because you're like but i have to have scyther in my party well i mean okay so i i, I play like i'm one of those i play with my feelings so i I, <laughs> I, I I take the pokemon that i like the best um but i i will say like you although i think in recent years it's gotten harder to find ones that i like unfortunately um, but I I do find new ones I like every time. Like I think my most recent one I mentioned uh, very briefly earlier was I love Volcarona. I love Volcarona. Volcarona's a beautiful Pokemon. Volcarona. Evolves evolves at like I want to say level sixty five. It takes forever. Ow, I'm being attacked. Look at look at that beautiful thing. Oh my gosh, he's beautiful. Oh, he, he's this, looking it's at like it. a star. It's, it's Mothra yeah. basically, and it's fire. And it's got a, it's a, it's fire got a bug. super evolution. I think. Whereas oh, too many wings. I'm not looking at the super evolution. Look at all this Get that away from me. <laughs> um. <laughs> there we go. I just auto typed that guy to death while I wasn't even looking at the game. Paladins are fair. But I, I, I do think that like, and then there's so many that honestly, and there's so many to like that you can play, even if you do decide to stick with the same kind of like set of Pokemon. Like if I, I could still make like over a hundred teams with just the Pokemon I like, and I'm really picky about which ones I like. Um, so I think I think that's the best part about Pokemon is there's so much variety in how you play it. I tried doing Nuzlocke a few times and I soul crushing, by the way, cried. That made me cry too. I had a Zigzagoon that died. His name was Muffins. No. His name was Muffins. Zigzagoon. The, He's oh the my cutest gosh. one. You guys, like, this is actually. And they made him like a sexy furry now. <laughs> I don't. Oh no. I I oh yeah I forgot. Dang it. Um, but the saddest thing, actually, like genuinely something that makes me somebody very genuinely that, sad. Somebody looked that, at that tiny, spiky, adorable rodent that's been around for generations now and was like, yeah, but what if he fucked? <laughs> See, I'm not going to think that because Muffins <laughs> was really special to me. Okay. Um, but fucking Muffins, the saddest thing ever. his tongue ever was like 12 feet long? Is that uh, I made my ex-boyfriend save him to his Pokemon bank. And so I don't have them anymore, oh, no. and it's like the saddest thing. It actually makes me hella sad. It's like, <laughs> like that's how attached I was to fucking muffins. It was fucking. Um, have you seen the? Uh, I always forget the girls' names. I think it was May came out of nowhere to fight me, and I wasn't ready because I didn't. I forgot that she was going to come skill check me. Oh no! And I was walking in that place that you get all the. Uh, oh fuck. Damn, I'm, I'm like blanking on names now. No, everyone's gonna hate me. The minun, the minuns and uh, puzzles. That that little there's like a little walkway that you could ride your bike, and she like fucking shows up out of nowhere. And I wasn't ready because I oh, I was trying to catch the, the plus and like plus minus yeah, characters. Minun. The the two shitty variations of Pichu. Yes. Yeah, I hate those Pokemon. I wasn't trying to catch them. I was trying to catch them. I haven't even the, played the um, game they're from. I'm just very annoyed when they show up and go. Because they're, they're so common and they're hard to catch. And they're not useful because they don't evolve or do anything. Like, they're not even part of the Pikachu hierarchy. They're just a weird, like, copy. People just like the cute things, you know. But I was... Anyways, I just wasn't ready. I hadn't healed yet because I was trying to catch Pokemon. I wasn't trying to fight anybody. And I was just like, do-do-do-do-do. And she just runs up to me. All my Pokemon were half-healed. You can't heal in battle and I'm a Nuzlocke. They said <laughs> they're not the way I play it. And I was fucked. And 
he died and I'm so sad. <laughs> Muffins. Gotcha. Yeah. So that'll be an experience. We can go judge all the Pokemon as we see them. How dare they design you this way? Bipedal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like to I don't like Pokemon that are fuckable. You don't like I was about to say you don't, I thought you were gonna say walk. Except for Machamp. I thought you were gonna say only I, thought, I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say you didn't like walk Pokemon that get up and walk and I was gonna now I was gonna cut you off with you I'm looking like at Pokemon you, that fuck. Gardevoir, Low Punny. I don't like you guys. <laughs> the one that looks like a fucking like like K pop idol, poke, like bunny. Some somebody told uh, somebody told me once that I was low punny. Like you look like low punny. And I'm like, get out of here. Low punny is the Pokemon physically designed to do the Chun Li the Chun Li like giggle yata animation. I do love Chun Li though. <laughs> um, what's your favorite board game? What is my favorite board game? Yeah, well, yeah. Is that um, a comment that came up? Yes. Or? I don't even see. Also, it. what are I'm your first memories? That's kind of hard. That's a hard one. We're gonna have to eternal sunshine ourselves. So we can figure <laughs> this out. What is my first memory? I don't. I. I think that most people who answer this question will be lying without even knowing it. Yeah. Because your early the old what you think is your oldest memory is probably something that your parents told you you did. That you then manufacture kind of a vague sense of a memory from that you don't actually remember. You know what I mean? There's a quest around here and I can't fucking find it. Great. Uh, I thought it was there, but I it's not. I remember being a little punk. And, punk ass bitch? Yeah, being a little punk ass bitch. And my family had a, like a CD like a CD holder in the living room that was, you know, like a, like three feet high. You, you know, so it just had CDs in it. Um, and I remember walking up to it and just pushing it over and having all the CDs spill out of it. Yeah. And then I remember going into my Lion King a tent because I had a Lion King tent set up in the living room because I was born in 1993, which is the year that po uh, not Pokemon Lion King uh, was a big deal. I think that might, might have been the year it came out, actually. Um, I had a lot of Lion King stuff. And I remember hiding in the tent because I knew my mom was going to be mad at me because <laughs> I knocked over this little toddler me knocked over a whole thing and made a big mess I, I think that's the earliest thing i could think of there's some vague thing that i think is like not even a memory but just a story is just the idea that like i took the toilet paper roll and just spread it out across the entire bathroom just made the biggest possible just mess out of that and then when my parents found me that just like squeezed my cheeks together <laughs> like me keith still <laughs> like, does that like you're not gonna do anything <laughs> And then they backhanded you, right? <laughs> Sent me flying. Then they, they got the belt out. <laughs> and I have a vague memory of my parents watching Titanic on VHS, <laughs> on two VHSs, because that's how it was. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I have that somewhere. And I had one of those irritating little things that records audio and plays it back. And you could change the speed of the playback. And so while the while the guy was chasing the, the couple around with his gun after they tried to like fuck in the car or whatever happened in that movie, uh, I was like, I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder you a lot into the little like stupid voice recorder. And then I just I kept playing that back over and over again while the movie was running and just laughing and so amused with myself. And I'm probably irritating the shit out of my parents. They're trying to watch a movie. Wow. He's got some evil in him. I was a child. <laughs> all children all children are inherently evil. Yeah, they don't have the part of their brain that has empathy yet, which is why they thought that's why they think it's okay to do stuff like that. That's why kids say horribly mean things. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, no, they're little monsters. Yeah, I they was not feel. a nice kid. <laughs> I'd, I'd apologize to some people as an adult. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was a, a monster. I'm sorry. Yeah, I did some mean things. <laughs> sorry for the monstering I did. Uh... They're like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That guy is swimming away. He's very scared of me. As he should he just be. Just swam to the bottom of the fucking pool to get away. <laughs> We're coming for you. Keith, what's your favorite board game? What is my favorite board mm -hmm. game? Twilight Imperium. Well, there's a few of them, though. I really like Dixit and uh, Resistance for all very different reasons. Uh, so Twilight Imperium, and I also like Carcassonne. So those are my top, those are like my top four. So you might, and you might like all of them. I have one of those four. <laughs> I only own one of the four games that are my favorites. Uh, but that's one of the mo ones I'm most recently, most reasonably going to be able to play. Because like I like a lot of like German like point oriented games where you like you're just getting victory points and this, the, the mechanics are really abstracted and not that heavily thematic necessarily. And so Carcassonne is a game where you just keep drawing tiles and you fit them together the way that you would like fit dominoes together, like making them like the the sides match. But they build little cities, and you claim oh. those cities as your territory, and you try to end with you try to get the highest number of points before you run out of uh, tiles, and the game ends. I played a very good one recently with some friends uh, from my high school. Back in, well, I'm not in high school, but back they're my friends still from when I went to high school, and we played one that was like that, but it was a, a horror themed adventure game with different plot. I had a whole book book of different plots, and you had to build a, a haunted mansion. Uh, uh, Haunted Horror, Haunted Haunt of Hill House. It was uh, very betrayal fun. at uh, betrayal, betrayal at House on the Hill. That's what it's called. There you go. Uh, I played that game once. And everyone that. was so sick of me; they didn't want to play with me again, and oh, so I never got to play it again. I had a lot of fun playing. That I tried one. too hard to win. <laughs> oh no, Keith's a try they hard. They didn't like it. I um, I don't play a lot of board games, uh, at least not like adult yeah. board games. Um, although Candyland is kick-ass, and um, I liked life a lot as a kid because I used to like to play it with my aunt and my sister, and we would uh, make up stories for our person. And so when we got married, we had like three bachelors, and I'd, I'd make them all like have something terrible with them, and I'd make them all pick. So I was like, this guy is really handsome, but he's a werewolf. And like this His guy. His fatal flaw. He's even cooler. <laughs> oh, he's a werewolf, and he might kill you. I don't know. Like, like you have to lock him up every such and such night, and there's always a chance he could murder you. Or there's like this other guy. Maybe he's really romantic and sweet, but he always um, smells like popcorn forever. <laughs> yeah, and you'll you'll get sick of it eventually. Like so, it's like stuff like that. I like, and I mean, then people I'd make stop noticing pick. smells usually. And then I like name my ugly children i named them some dumb things name your ugly children pineapple mcgee pineapple mcgee yeah and then, oh, and then i always make my husband sit in the back seat that was like the, <laughs> oh no this is like my normal life <laughs> I, I was like I, i'm like the man has to sit in the back <laughs> the, i'm the, the woman driving and uh yeah no oh, yeah that was my favorite board game as a child I'm under attack. Uh, as a kid, my favorite board game was The Amazing Labyrinth, which I think I have a copy. That's still more advanced. Yeah, than I do have that. <laughs> what I was playing. No, The Amazing Labyrinth is super simple. Have you played it before? Um, it's. It, I think it's that one that you were telling me about. That's the, uh. So uh. Is it the, that one that you bought? 
as a gift. We have we have two copies of Amazing Labyrinth in this house right now. Oh shit, that's so many enemies. Uh, oh no. That's not good. Uh shit. Alright, well that's bad. This is bad. This is bad. This is bad. We're gonna die. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, Amazing Labyrinth is a game I, I learned how to play very young. Although I already know how to play chess and checkers and Mancala by then, I think. But Mancala, oh, Mancala is awesome. And never really wanted to play any of them again. Uh, I want to play Mancala forever. But Amazing Labyrinth is just a grid of tiles that make up a maze. And so every turn, you t there's one. You, all the tiles are in, are in a grid, but there's one remaining tile. That's the one that is that's like the hand, I guess, that you pass around. You take that tile and you pick any part of the maze and you slide it in. And so that entire row gets offset by one tile. And then you take your piece and you can move infinite number of spaces in the connected part of maze that you're currently in. And so you have a you have a whole deck of cards. And you're trying to get to all of those cards because because. All the cards that are in the deck of cards, uh, they're, the icon, they're, they're just pictures, and various parts of the maze have those pictures. And so you're trying to rearrange the maze every turn to try to reach your uh, icons faster than your opponents can reach their icons. And the whole game has like two rules total. So it's so simple that we, we've successfully taught it to drunk people. <laughs> <laughs> Good, then I can play it. There was this there was this one there's this one lady that used to show up to our tabletop nights that just could not grasp the rules of any game, no matter how hard we tried, but I was able to teach her uh, Labyrinth. And it's like, yay, we can play a game now. Finally. Because I, I just wanted them to feel included, and it wasn't working. Because <laughs> uh, I couldn't keep up with any of the games. But Labyrinth is teachable to anyone. Well, we should play that sometime, It's then. a very, very simple game. It's also fast, and it's and it's kind of like it's you, get, you start strategizing. Like, once you get into it you're like you start figuring out what you like how to optimize what you're doing or how to beat people or you start realizing things like hey as people successfully score their various uh cards they get played face up on the board which means all of a sudden uh you can start doing process of elimination of like how many which which cards are on are all public right now those are the ones that have been scored and you can start guessing which ones are the ones that your opponents have that they're trying to get in order to win like things like that. I, um, not exactly related, but kind of. I actually really like playing uh, card games, like uh, like Texas Hold'em or Theoden. like uh, like you know like blackjack or like gin. I'm pretty good at all those. My dad taught me like most of them. Um, but those are uh, there's that one, and I always forget the name of it. But it's the one where you use the little pegboard. That one's very difficult. <laughs> It's very. It's hard to explain that one to anybody, and most young people will never know what I'm talking. They might not know what I'm talking about. Somebody out there probably does. If you look up card game with pegboard, you'll you'll recognize the pegboard, but you won't know how to play the game. You'll be like, I've seen that. Yeah, um, boom, what the fuck boom. is it? I don't have my phone. I can't look it up. Boom. I'm trying to bluff everybody. Anyways, um, trying to make these people happy. Yeah, and those are really fun because you have to think, oh, what is the other person looking for? How do I defeat them and win money? So. I learned how to gamble at a young age. I don't know why they're following me. They don't have the quest. This is weird. I don't know. Are they hoping for an invite? Uh, for the other games, I've described to you before, like, uh, Twilight Imperium is like a giant, like, civilization-style game where you, like, trying to win particular victory points and everyone's trying to make these huge macro choices on a big galactic board. And it's like a big eight-hour game. Uh, Dixit is a game where you draw a picture. You, you, uh, it's a it's a it's a weird 
almost Jackbox style like bluffing. Oh fuck, I'm fucked. <laughs> it's like an almost Jack Jackbox style bluffing game to some extent, where uh, what happens is one person plays a card, and all these cards just have pictures on them with no text. And they're beautiful, beautiful, highly detailed paintings that could be interpreted in so many different ways. So they're rife for references and all that. And you, you take these cards and you, you'll play yours face down and you'll give people a verbal clue as to what's on the card. And so what'll happen then is everyone looks at their hands and they try to use your clue and they try to, to, to trick everybody else. Everybody else plays a card and they all get shuffled in with your card and then they all get drawn out face up and everyone tries to guess which card was the original card. It's like that Jackbox game. Yeah, it's a lot like Jackbox games. So everyone's trying to guess what the original card was which, based which on Jack the clue. Which Jackbox game is that? Uh, there's a lot of them are, that are kind of like that. Because uh, like there's no, like Fibbage the and Drawful and, and uh, stuff like that. I think like it might be Drawful. Yeah, Drawful or you draw, the, <clears throat> you draw the prompt and you hope to trick everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like that. And so, like, you, you, it's, it often turns into like a series of references and stuff like that. Uh, it's interesting. It's 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 also one of those simpler games that you can kind of teach anybody, which is good to have to contrast your Twilight Imperiums, where you have to try to trick people into spending eight hours with you. <laughs> Ew! The, uh, yeah, <laughs> eight hours with me? No, Who would do that. No one's ever wanted that. But then, like, Resistance is the, one of those hidden role games. There's a lot of variations of those where some people are the spies and some people are the good guys, and you have to try to... You do a series of tasks where you try that kind of pass and fail, and based on that information, try to deduce who's the, the spies and who's the not, who's, who's the resist, uh, Resistance. And so it's a lot like that push-the-button game we played, mm. where you're trying, to, you're trying to figure out, under a time limit, who the secret bad guys are, or the whole thing fails. That stuff's always fun. I gotta... Let's see. If I wasn't doing streaming and gaming full-time, what would I do for a job? Slash hobby. Uh, those are usually not related. <laughs> Most people don't have jobs that are anything related to their hobby. I uh, don't have that. I wish I, I did. That'd be my, cool. my last job was working at the water board. And before that, I worked at Best Buy. So... Uh, probably something depressing, <laughs> which is the standard, more or less, is whatever random-ass job I end up getting, because they are willing to call me, and I'm trying to make use of my degree or whatever, and then, uh it's really hard to anticipate. I, I, none of the things that have ever happened in my life were, were what I predicted. <laughs> every, every element of my life has been a surprise. Surprise! And every attempt to plan any of it has always been a mess this is a no. long escrow mission you you go all the way back you really shouldn't God damn. Uh, try to plan or, yeah, or, or at work. least you should be aware that even if you try to plan aspects of your life it's most likely not going to work the only way you can truly in, enjoy the fact that nothing is the la that lack of permanence that everyone is afraid of is to uh be aware that it's going to happen and just accept it yeah if anything it's kind of freeing to not have to worry about structure 100 percent because even if you try to structure it it's going to get torn down by life anyway same as well just roll with it i think it's kind of freeing to think of things that way mm -hmm. what is your opinion on shadowlands it exists or will i don't know uh, wow a game with many expansions is going to get another expansion 
That's what Shadowlands is. I don't know what that is. It's just the next WoW expansion. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, there's I've been never, like 12. Not, uh, it's going to be another one. I don't know anything about it, but I also barely know what any of the other expansions were supposed to be about anyway, even though I played like three of them, but I, because I didn't fully play them and I'm not immersed in... Oh, yeah, there's a dog there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not fully immersed in the WoW community, so... I don't even know usually what the point of the expansions is other than just more game, more dungeons to do more raiding and nullify your previous investment. I was only able to do the cycle once. Uh, I got into raiding and burning crusade, which was the first expansion. And I played throughout all that. I beat Illidan, which is the guy on the cover. And so I'm like, he's on the cover of the box. I guess I won <laughs> and I can move on with my life now. And then I never raided again. Uh, having the expansions continually come out to be like, and now your previous raid progress you made doesn't matter because everyone just outlevels that content. And now, now you get to start over has always been like a, that's really a tough sell for me for investing. So all I overdo is occasionally make new characters and level them up and do this the way you're watching right now. What you're watching right now is my normal WoW experience. I don't do the end game stuff because I never really reached level 60 or any other level really. So, Shadowlands, my opinion is that it exists and is happening. I have way more opinion about uh, Overwatch 2, which uh, they're at. I'm like, oh, they're adding PvE. I always wanted to have a proper campaign because Overwatch, I think you've probably seen this before. Like, Overwatch is such a big, colorful, cool, weird cast of characters. It'd be nice to see them in a story or something, which Overwatch never has had. It's never had a campaign. So, having a campaign sounds nice, but also I'm worried the campaign might be boring because. Overwatch's combat is so dynamic and crazy and fun for multiplayer, but their existing PvE content's boring because you just mostly have a bunch of guys run at you in a straight line and you shoot them in the head a lot. And it's just not very... It, it, it lacks all of the things that make the multiplayer interesting because the enemies that you fight in the campaign in the PvE content they've made so far didn't seem very interesting. So I would hope they'd do better. But the fact they're calling it Overwatch 2 is really confusing branding because it's just a campaign expansion to the existing game and all of the existing multiplayer is going to continue in over like i almost wish that they just i kind of wish that they just rebranded the existing game as overwatch 2 and everyone just has overwatch 2 now because otherwise it's just confusing about what people are buying even and people are already having to make like spreadsheets and infographs explaining what the what Overwatch even t t like what two is as a product because everyone's confused as shit. <laughs> did it auto scroll again? It did auto scroll. Shit. Where was I? Good going. Good going, Keith. What are your first memories? Predatory is awesome. I love Midsummer even more. Great opinion. What are your thoughts on Pokemon Sleep? <laughs> uh, it's... <laughs> that was a thing. I think they announced it like a year ago, though. That was just a weird product. What? Oh, wait, yeah. What was that again? That was like... I'm not I just super knew it wasn't... sure, but I think the idea is to gamify sleeping. Oh, hell yeah. And I think... <laughs> game I, all day, game all night. I think, by and large, it's like... I can't muster my... I can't bring myself to make fun of it that much, because it's like... 
it's tar- it's clearly targeted at kids to like encourage them to have ha- like healthy habits essentially that's, so you're trying to I get mean, them nice. so you're like, trying to get them to sleep the correct amount every night by rewarding like the, them in their video game for doing the walking it. system yeah i mean even back in the day they had a the little little yeah. uh walk tracker you could put on your yeah. hip for that kids longest, would just bounce on their knee and school yeah for the longest time pokemon has encouraged like physical physical activity and other health things so like trying to encourage kids to sleep just kind of makes more sense too it's just a bunch in, of Skinner boxes, in, so... Nintendo's a pretty more, altruistic company. Hooking more things into that works. I think they're pretty, uh... I feel like, I don't know. When I look at, like, big corporations, I'm like, Nintendo, I trust you. I, I hope, I hope, I hope they're good people. I get the impression they are from what I've heard. Heard for working for them and all that kind of whatnots, but... <clears> they seem like they, they care about me, hopefully. What are people saying? I've lost the thread on the chat a little bit, so people are like, it evolves at 59, and I'm like, I don't a, know. Yeah, it's about Larvesta. It turns oh. into Volcarona. That's, I told you, you have to fucking keep that little Larvesta all the way to fucking 59 for the Volcarona. For both of you guys, Worth what's the it. one movie you can watch on a repeat without getting bored? Oh, see, that's hard, because I like a lot of very serious, very sad, like I said, very sad movies, so there's a lot of movies I couldn't do. Um, I was thinking about Forrest Gump. The other day because of how many different parts there are to the same movie i that might be a fun one to watch over and over again or like um something stupid something like like dumb and fun might be what i would pick i'd watch like airplane or something i yeah. love airplane so much i'd watch it and then i just they'd be the, the, like there's like 150 jokes in that so maybe i can watch that over and over again dark, um, dark crystal see that's Scott i love dark pilgrim. crystal but it's too brooding i love scott pilgrim too um, Shaun of the reminded Dead. me of my life a lot. Sucker Punch. Shaun of That's the a weird inclusion. A That'll raise some eyebrows. Sucker Punch. <laughs> I've literally done that. I've looped Sucker Punch before already. Like I've I've marathoned it before. Oh, back to like the had just kind of having it on the background, just looping, and every now and then you look at it and something crazy is going on, and then you go back to what you're doing and just have it on in the living room and stuff. Because it's just a series of anime music videos, basically. That's basically what it is. Zack Snyder's anime music video for YouTube, but instead of Naruto, it's got this chick in it. <laughs> but I want a Naruto though. <laughs> Actually, I do. 500 videos on YouTube that are all just a Linkin Park song being used as a track to like Sasuke and Naruto fighting. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Over and over again. I actually really love watching um, all. So, Naruto. Okay, so I like. I fell off the boat with Naruto (laughs) pretty early after the tune in exams. But I love. Oh, no. I hope hope he can swim. I love a lot of the uh, the (laughs) openings. So, I like watching the. I like what. Oh wait, that's Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. I was gonna say that one too. I like ah, watching anime intros ah, on YouTube on loop because stop it. I like the music stop and the animation it. is fun. Eh, go away. I don't but like a lot it. of Full Metal Alchemist ones, Fuck a lot of Naruto you. ones, you can't get the Death me. Note ones. Fucking all of JoJo's, eh, all of eh. them are fucking really great intros. Keith doesn't understand. They're really badass. That um, wasn't very nice. That guy tried to murder me. That's not. He failed because I'm a paladin. We're bullshit. Whoa. I'm gonna go this way now so he can't get me. Asshole. <laughs> I've been I've, I've I've survived being ganked so many times because paladins are bullshit and they can just 
put a, put a bubble up and be like, actually, I'm not dying, and heal themselves and then run away. That sounds irritating. So all these high-level enemies keep trying to kill me in the middle of something else, and I'm like, but actually, what if that didn't happen? I prefer if that didn't happen. He was a fool because he attacked me by town, so I could just run to the guards, and so he couldn't chase me anymore. That was his silly move. He should have waited for me to get further out. Wait until I start fighting like oh, so, two so, orcs at once. So and you I'm just really go vulner- Then I'm really vulnerable, and then he attacks me when I'm at half health. That's how you get your kill. Keith goes to the popo and narks. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's literally what they're for. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally their entire reason for existing is help. I'm being attacked. Uh, uh, me, a uh, fair southern belle. Who, whatever shall I do? And then, and then they're like, ah, oh, what a narc. And then they just let you die. <laughs> oh, oh my, oh my, whatever oh me, shall oh I my. do, I have always depended on the kindness it's a of me, strangers. It's a me, a southern belle. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma mia. Mamma mia. It's Yahoo. It's Yoshi. <laughs> oh, Princess <Yoshi>. of Peach. <laughs> Princess of Peach. I'd like your pie. <laughs> oh, oh no, God. it's cake. It's cake. She bakes yeah, cake. Yeah, she bakes you cake. Yeah. I was going uh, to say something lewd, but I won't. We're, I already did. Uh, uh, favorite food? <laughs> tomatoes. No, tomatoes. Just, just tomatoes no, on their own. No additional garnish <laughs> or seasoning. Um, I really like pad thai. Pad thai? Shrimp. Um, I'm a pescatarian. So shrimp mm. and tofu pad thai is a new thing. New-ish. It's the last couple of years. Really good. Really good. I'm torn... I'm not thinking. I'm thinking not dessert specifically. Yeah, it can't be. Well, yeah. So I'm thinking. I'm, I'm torn between uh, like chicken fried rice with bacon, or pineapple pizza, or Hawaiian pizza. Pizza really is just always inherently good. Pizza's a pizza's a real catch-all. Like it's it's like a good desert island food of like this is my one food I'm stuck with. So you have a ridiculously complex like food type that is many foods. Well, I was gonna say, can you pick different? I was gonna say, can I say like sandwiches (laughs) and then get like my favorite food is all the sandwiches, all the sandwiches, (laughs) all of them at once, Um, an entire category, including hot dogs and gyros. (laughs) Yes. And paninis and uh, grilled cheese and two and, pancakes folded over. <laughs> yeah, you know you go to a McDonald's. Just everything. That's kind of a sandwich. Um, I like. Okay, so my favorite when I do pizza, my favorite pizza combination is um, obviously normal cheese pizza, but then with mushrooms, garlic, onions, artichoke hearts, and I call it the "Don't Kiss Me" pizza because it. Because it's garlic and onions and mushrooms and artichoke hearts. But it's fucking delicious and I eat it with garlic sauce. Or ranch. I do or like Sometimes a, miso dressing. I often weirdo. have like a chicken, like ranch pizza. Well, it'd be like chicken, bacon, ranch, uh, lots of onion and other things. It's been a while. Tomato, tomato chunks everywhere. Tomato chunks on top of pizza is great. <clears throat> it's funny because that's actually one of my least favorite iterations of tomatoes. Of tomato. when they're like baked in the <laughs> oven. Yeah. That's not my favorite genre of tomato. Uh, what hope do you have for the li- uh, upcoming Witcher series? Uh, I don't like the actor, so that's not a good start. Because <laughs> he's, he's in all those terrible Superman movies. It's Henry Carville. And he's, he's, he's terrible in those movies, which... 
admittedly no one would be good in those movies but it's not a good that's the only reason i know him so i'm already like ah he's gonna be Geralt. i get the impression that um like video game movies and shows are just usually not good yeah but witcher is not a video game it's a book which is a book which is a book series they're back there the, the red ones down there they're a whole shelf the, the the games are just based on those and they're not even based on those they're sequels to those so the games that don't retell the stories of the books they're sequels to the stories of the books which is a very particular way to make your game series it's like oh yeah we made a it's already we're already doing like the big ask of it being like a dense uh a dense rpg of all this crazy lore and so on and they're like also it takes place after like a seven book series good luck <laughs> hope you can keep up so of course they cheated by making him have amnesia <laughs> they, gave, well, they, have they to, gave him amnesia so that he doesn't know what's going on so they either. have to explain things to you as the audience yeah. so i guess that uh, kind of unfortunately he's, he's, makes sense yeah i think that i think there's some plot point where like in the second game he ends the game by cu- like curing his amnesia or something so the the third game is the one where they're finally all these plot points and storylines and characters from the original books are all suddenly showing up again because he remembers who like their context or something, but I'm not sure. Because I still haven't played the first two, which is even also a weird way to cover all this game. Like I, my trajectory was, I played the third game, and then I read uh, the first two books. Then I read f- the four comics. Then I played the spinoff game, and I still haven't gone back to read the other like six books or the uh other the first two games took place before the one i already played it's it's a really weird way to experience but uh, there's no clear entry point it's all weird but i don't know i generally hope that things are good but at the same time i still haven't even watched the the dark crystal series out of fear oh, I have, yeah i'm yeah i'm also scared but yeah, I, I, i've heard really great things so yeah i've heard a lot of good things but i'm still but afraid. do i trust those people who tell me great things i yeah. don't know so I haven't I haven't watched Dark Crystal's new new show, and I also haven't listened to any of the three new uh, Pixies albums, just because it's like they're back, we but don't, it's so much later. We don't like it's change. Scary. We don't like change whenever, and time passing. Whenever it's scary. Enough, whenever enough time passes, one of two things happens: either it's all new people making it, which is already always worrying, or it's the same people but so much later that they're different people. Because like Steel, yeah. like Steven Spielberg made all four Indiana Jones movies, but you can notice a certain difference in his yeah, approach. Yeah, don't even bring that up again, Keith. You you brought it up already today. I, exactly. Don't bring it up again. Don't even rel- you can't relive stop my me. anger. <laughs> you Furious already, you already anger. relive it on loop. Oh, I do. I'm so mad. It's inescapable forever oh, no. and ever. I uh, no, I was gonna say with, with musicians, it's really unfortunate because it, it's it it is very much like either you. Yeah, it's. It, I almost. I, I kind of just. So I remember. Cake I like the put ones, out a new album. I hated it. I like the ones. The people that kind of just. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I know it's painful, or at least, or at least, just be like, hey, I'm gonna do something entirely different. That may be okay. I just think it's really hard to see the the people that you like respect and love like really fading, fading into, into like nothing, or fading into like obscurity, or or just not running out of ideas. It's just really. I don't know. It's kind of like the upside of the Beatles situation. It's like the Rolling situation. Stones. Like the ro- I'm sorry, Rolling Stones. Like, please just stop. 
Just chill out. It's kind of a little bit like the upside of the Beatles situation. Like and I know that's obviously oh, it's, it's so sad it's, to it, say, but it's sad that they died. But I mean, like I mean, more of the part where they the the remaining people splintered off and made new projects like, instead of the Beatles. Yeah, Paul McCartney's still doing some great stuff. So, like, I like that he's Beatles doing has a other clear stuff. Start and end, and then just other things happened. Yeah, and those are their own things, even if they're the same people. And that's the thing. Like when he quit the Pixies, Black Francis made. Uh, black francis and the catholics i think so like he already had his own thing so then going back to then remaking the original thing is like it's like weird and confusing and i don't know how to feel about it it's Misa like gonna die when you see someone in concert they use like you want them to play their hits but at the same time you're hoping that that they'll they actually have come else. up with stuff yeah it's really, i don't know it's 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 very um you get really torn on that. Yeah. It's like either, either, yeah, either you're the person that like never plays your hits and you just make everyone upset because they, because you won't let them. Or, or you're the person the that's stuck like. playing your own hits for the next 50 years. Yeah. There's no way to win this. You just, you just got to get to a point like, okay, like, like, Led, like Led Zeppelin. Obviously they broke up because John Bonham died. I'm uh, going to die. But I think that was a great move just to be like, oh. you know what? Our drummer's dead. We're just gonna stop. Yeah, and the and Led Zeppelin is like one of the most perfect, <laughs> one of the most perfect bands, and uh, it's like uh, a lot of they still go off and like when did Kurt other, Cobain other was stuff. gone, they didn't make Nirvana two. <laughs> he just went off and made like uh like Dave Grohl went off and made Foo Fighters and like whatever happened happened, but that band is over. Yeah, it's kind of a and it, its place in history is set, and it can't ruin its own legacy. So that's kind of nice. Someone's given Twilight Imperium some love. Yeah. Roach is now a centaur. <laughs> that would be the strangest change to have. Roach is what he calls all of his mares. Oh. <laughs> Implications. Well, just, he, every horse he gets, is he always gets a mare, and he always names it Roach. It's just like the, th the through line. That's kind of cool. I like the consistency. Uh, it like weirdly resets the chat like it's it scrolls weird sorry you guys were I'm looking just, at yeah i'm trying to find the questions pineapple or not <laughs> so, someone said, complimented said, yeah. my comic sans idea thank yeah. you yeah just stephanie demanded uh comic sans so, so someone asked, are. "What what is our guilty pleasures? Comic Sans is my guilty pleasure. Also, probably um, trash music, and then I literally like uh, trash TV. I do Jerry, like Jerry Springer style, or like um, 90 Day Fiance. I think we are Fuck. out of questions again. So fucking trash. It's great. It's great trash. I also like all the those stupid-ass dating shows. Glorious the garbage. Flavor of Love. Holy shit. <laughs> I always that forget that's a thing. <laughs> okay. okay. I have never watched trash television. Okay, so ever. they had Flavor of Love. I kept myself pure. <laughs> Ew. Purities <laughs> for losers. <laughs> Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, Daisy of Love. These aren't uh, real. You're I, making these no, up. No, I'm serious. The, the, a, a Chance at Love. You're making up, you're making up Pokemon York. games to Fucking see if I've I if love I, New York. If I is notice. The shit. 
No, it's great. It's and like it's like that thing where someone could lie to me about <laughs> there being certain Pokemon or Kingdom Hearts games, and I believe them. There was one called. I've just I just lost track of them both at some point. They're, they're all spinoffs off each other, and one of them was called uh, Megan Wants a Millionaire, and it's about this terrible, this really evil but very hot woman looking for uh, a millionaire to buy Tell her me? everything oh. that she wanted. <laughs> Tommy. Tommy. But uh, it, they had to, they had to like, I think they cut the show off early because one of the guys that um, was in the show actually got in trouble because he had murdered his ex-girlfriend and they found her body during the oh, show. Oh. So the show only lasted half the, se- <laughs> half the season. I don't think Megan found her millionaire. I don't know if she did or not. She deserves one. She's like, oh my gosh. But, um, but yeah, they had to cut <laughs> off the show because one guy got in trouble for killing his ex-girlfriend. Put her in a suitcase. That's so that's not the, that's not the person you pick. Wasn't there also a Power Ranger that murdered someone? I'm um, just evil. I think they have villainy. I think they've had a combination of different things. Where like this Power Ranger tur- went into porn, and this Power Ranger turned out to be a murderer and stuff like that. It's like various Power Rangers actors have like gone on to like do other things, and sometimes those things uh, are not what you'd want a uh, Power Rangers actor to do necessarily. But there's been so many of them. I think Billy's in porn. I think it was Billy. I feel like it was Billy. Who? Oh, oh, Billy's the which? Which ranger is he? The blue ranger from season one. I think he. I think he went into porn or something. I'm trying to remember. Look that up later. Fuck it, I'm running for it. <laughs> this will work. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'm just gonna aggro every single enemy. They're all. No, there's so many of them in the way. Help! <laughs> I can't move. There was I'm a. I'm on a tangent now, but there was another one where it was. Um, it was there that uh, dating show. I think it was just like the, the dating show back in the day. There was a guy on there who had committed several murders, and he won. He won the dating show. Um, um, it's that one where the girl sits on one side of the wall, and then she asks questions to the bachelors, and then the oh. bachelors answer the questions in like funny ways. And she picks one, like and the, she picked him. Like Love Line or whatever, or the one, the one where you just like you, it's blind I think, I think and you can't see who they are. And the dating game. There's like three people that all respond. Yeah, the dating game. Yeah, they did a parody of that on. They, they did a parody of that on uh, on Mindfield, where two of them were real people and one of them was a bot. Oh. And they're and they're they're they're, 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 they're it cool. was a, it was a Turing test. They're trying to see whether or not the woman would oh, fall for the bot. That's very cool. Did, did would she have? Uh, what happened is they kept they kept interpreting what the bot was saying as jokes and they and or even like sassiness and stuff like that when it was actually just kind of saying things that didn't quite make sense. And so uh, I think like a couple of them ended up choosing the bot, or but at the very I, least, a lot all of them seemed to believe the bot was a person. I love this guy's random humor. Hehehe. <laughs> I could see that happening. It's so I all those girls. It's so random. Yeah. But um no, actually that might be funny. I I, de- I definitely You got to binge that series. I definitely would the whole uh, minefield thing. I I definitely need to. I didn't realize it was free until you mentioned it um recently. The Vsauce series. Yeah, you you're like randomly like talking about you like you love Vsauce. I'm like, "Why haven't you watched Minefield yet?" It's it's better. No, I have a lot of respect. It's coherent because he doesn't play I have a lot of weird, respect for all of those guys. He doesn't wear, play a bunch of weird word association games. Oh god, was it uh Vsauce Michael Twitter? He just said something recently. Yeah, my name is Michael Steve. He just said something on Twitter that is like the type of shit he would have said on Vsauce. 
Yeah. You're a legend. Legend. Leg ain't. You're the ed- you're the end of a leg. You're a butt. I'm like, that's like the literally how his transition to work on the actual show. So I responded, things that would unironically be in a Vsauce script. Because <laughs> like that's literally like there's parts of his fucking Vsauce videos where he just says a bunch of random things that sound similar to each other and that just transitions to the new subject. And he, I'm like, Yeah, he does. Do and that. I'm like, what the fuck? Did you, you you can't just trick me? No, I saw what you did. Such a smart individual. <laughs> and I, I think that just has that kind of brain that just works tangentially <laughs> and so i think uh maybe that's maybe that's a part of why he's so smart is some people just you know they just keep they start off with one idea and they keep I, rolling I swear, the next one I and the swear next one and the just next one. fucking with me <laughs> see my brain keeps rolling and rolling into the next idea but my ideas are goofy and weird <laughs> i was like i'm like i was writing some down last night i was like i need to write these down because i'm having all these ideas at once I think I'm just very, very tired. I'm too full of ideas. No, honestly, sometimes I am. I get overwhelmed. And I'm just like, I'm going to write all these down. And then I'm going to look at them later and be like, what is this shit? <laughs> sometimes the upside of writing them all down is that you get to just like dump them and move on. I wrote a note. As opposed to like act, like having them loop for good. I, I I dated my notebook so I know what year it is, right? Oh, I, I thought I interpreted the word dated very differently. Oh, I that notebook took me on a great date to a seafood dinner. <laughs> I, I, was, I was on a date with my notebook. But then never called me back. Oh. <laughs> As if that's ever happened. No, I'm just kidding. Um, the uh, But I, I dated I dated with a number, my notebook. Um, and then I actually wrote a note to myself saying, Stephanie, write what you're thinking more clearly because the future you is not going to understand what this means. I circled a bunch of shit. It's fucking rogue. And I was like, write it like this instead. Because I, I just write him. like a bunch of random things Oof. that don't make any sense together. So I made a note to tell myself to write it out more clearly so that way when I do look back on it, I'll know what I was talking about. <laughs> Die, loser. <laughs> I killed him. He's trying to gank people and now he's dead. I saw all those guys approaching from behind and I stunned him out of spite. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's getting a kick out of being He's level evil. 34 and he's running around. So rogues can turn invisible in this game. And he can sneak up on people and just try to murder somebody, and like he's already and he's going in here because no one this whole area is not no, there's no level thirty four content here. It's not even his faction; it's our faction. So he's the enemy faction. He's t- he's trespassing here to sneak up on people who are like level like twenty and destroy them because he's level thirty four. But as a paladin, my skill is to just not die. Like I'm not that powerful. But I, I wish could just, that was my skill. I could just not die for a long time. So I stalled him and lured the guards. And I just when I saw them coming up, I stunned. I'd used my stun the last like six seconds or something, so we couldn't react. Because uh, a rogue can vanish, which means that they can re-enter stealth forcefully in the middle of combat and just escape from combat. So if I stun him, he just gets stuck standing there and gets murdered by all the random assholes. And it's like yes, karma. Like he's just gonna, he's just gonna come back. Like I'm leaving, but like he's. And I, and I should leave because he's gonna be mad at me. He's gonna hunt me now if he sees me again. Uh, but he's just yeah, he's gonna go, go run, around, run around and murder a bunch of level twenties and just ruin their day when they're trying to do quests and just be a dick. And that's just how that person gets off today. That's, that's what makes them feel good. And I shit on it. <laughs> so I resent fun. people who do that. That's a fun bit. Ah. Let's go back to questions. Will Steph will Steph stay for longer in terms of channel life, or is this like well, a month long event? Did the top one after that? Uh. Well, will Steph stay for longer? Will you? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh okay. If if you guys think I'm tolerable, <laughs> then I definitely enjoy 
being on this. I think it's really fun. Um, I keep this very nice for letting me be on this channel uh, and dealing with me. So if you guys like it, I really enjoy doing it and I would like to continue doing it, but I definitely don't plan on like shoehorning myself into something. If I, like if I wasn't liked, I wouldn't take it personally and I would just be like, I'd move on. Um, but so far it's going really well, but I really do enjoy yeah. it. And I, I was I, telling I, you to go through the comments cause you, yeah, you were avoiding I, them out of fear. I was, I was and afraid. I'm like, no, they're all positive. It's going over. You've been like the least controversial guest at this point. Oh, which that's is almost good. weird. <laughs> I, was telling, I was telling Keith like I'm pretty, I'm pretty terrible, I'm pretty mean and lewd sometimes, but I, but I'm good at not <laughs> being an asshole, at least not, not actually. Mm -hmm. So that's you know, that's good. No, it's, it's been fun, uh, and like you, you can't shoe your shoehorn yourself into anything really because I just choose which things are solo and which things are collaborative and so on. And then I go shopping around, yes, yes, like which, which person fits with what thing or yes, whatever. It's a whole process. There's all these people now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's been it's been some fun videos to make. So it's probably just going to keep going for as long as we both live in the same place. But uh, yeah. yeah, and I um, <laughs> I don't think I'm getting kicked out anytime soon. Yeah, we're both really so. good roommates. So. Yeah, we're nice. People. We've secured our I'm, positions. I feel like we have a little family. The last here. several people here have been evicted. <laughs> uh, Which is also the situation I had the last place I lived at Marty is they kept evicting people for being horrible roommates and they've gone back to doing that after I left because they had to replace me. And those people were awful too. But people seem to like me. I pay my rent and don't randomly make horrible atrocities and messes and so on. Uh a little context. Uh obviously I'm not gonna say where we live, but I I was living out here for a while and I think I've lived here. I don't want to I don't want to say who lives here either cuz I don't want to, you know, whatever. <laughs> but I've lived with people in this house for almost 2 years now. I don't know. I I moved I moved out on my own with an ex-boyfriend who turned out to be a super big loser and so I I got a really good job and got promoted and kicked him out and then I was lonely, so I made friends, and then I moved in with them, and then Keith came along with it, and he's a good friend to me now, and I really enjoy living with everyone here, and I have a very happy life with us and all of our dogs, and uh, we're all going to go bowling later. Yeah, we're so going to go neon bowling tonight. Co cosmic bowling. <laughs> cosmic bowling. I haven't been bowling in years. And I'm so touched. I used I'm, to average over 100, though. I feel like, um, I'm fucking nerdy, but I feel like... Toru Honda in Fruits Basket, and I get to live with all these very nice men. And many dogs. And many dogs. There's a one-to-one -one ratio of people to dogs in this house. Yes. And <laughs> so many fucking dogs, and I don't have one. There are no living creatures in my room besides me, which just makes it... Well, um, and me which right makes now. It a strange well, I mean, like, normally, yeah. There are no... Someone asked Which makes were... my room strange by the standards of all the rooms in this building, because there's so many living creatures per room. Someone asked if there were, uh, if there are cats. So there, there was a cat once. It was, um, it was evicted. It was evicted. <laughs> it was tearing up the carpet and it kept eating. It was, um, it was fucking it was adorable though. I, got, I, I was posting pictures on Discord because it was so fucking adorable. Um, it was not my cat. It was warming up. I'm to a me. dog person, 100. <laughs> percent Dog and uh, snakes, my favorite, favorite things. That's not right. <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Everything just fucking vanished. <laughs> <laughs> found the one part where your camera glitches out <laughs> jesus that was a surprise okay 
That really startled me. But yeah, there's a lot of animals here. Ah. What is this is just a thing that happens here. Um Whoa. I'm yeah, I don't like I don't like cats. I'm still never gonna get this name right. <clears throat> but uh Dostovsky. Uh, Dostoevsky. Dos one more time. Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky. Comrade. <laughs> um, I actually did read Crime and Punishment, by the way. But um, Does Sherlock Holmes. What? Something else. There's a video game called Sherlock Holmes: Crimes and Punishments. So I'm all mixed up. Uh, with uh, Raskolnikov. No, it's it's just it's it's a, you know it's an old novel. I like classic literature because I'm a dork. Not, no, nothing wrong with that. I just like being self-deprecating. Nerd. Um, was asking what our favorite shows were when we were kids. Also, Dostoevsky uh, is really nice and wrote something very nice about me. And I appreciate that. Thank you. Girls in the chat. Woo! There are girls in you the chat. You have a girl watching There is now. a girl watching. She's yes. one of the 15%. Well, I'm also... Well, I'm also... I'm in there. Do you watch the videos, though? I do... When I'm in them, sometimes I like to listen to what I sound like because it's weird. Yeah, it's really weird hearing yourself, isn't it? Yeah. The worst I'm phenomenon about watching let's try let's plays of yourself though is that, and I told you this before, is just like you'll hear some a, con a situation will come up, and you'll default to saying a certain joke, and then your the recording yeah, no, of no, you I, will I say the will that. say the joke at I the same time that, that you really think weird. to say the joke, Something and it's really and I surreal. Like, oh, I was like, oh yeah, like this in my brain, and then the, the yeah. voice was like of me was like, oh yeah, like this. And yeah. I was like, oh that's like you, you, weird. You start seeing how consistently certain things elicit certain reactions from you when you watch a recording of yourself, it's, and then react like I, I've I've re I've had, I've said it out loud before at my own recording while in the recording I said the same thing. It's like, it's like, it's really it's like of course eerie. I would say that. I actually think it's kind of touching. Mm -hmm. that i'm still the same person like if anything it's like oh well i haven't changed in the last two days yeah when you're in a vacuum and you're saying the same but thing you, you gotta answer what your favorite show was when you were a kid uh was was that a question i'm trying to yes find that it. was dusky it keeps skipping around well there's this one what's been your favorite television series on streaming or sir or whatever to binge what's your favorite favorite binging show whatever that Oh. How do you define a binging show? Well, I don't know, because I don't like to... So, I, I was just talking about... Um, I almost... It's cliche, but Breaking Bad with my brother. Ah. And I don't think I could binge it, because it's too serious, and it Yeah, would, like, binging, it, binging has to be a little trashy, doesn't it? I have a lot of empathy, so something that takes a lot of uh, emotion is taxing I, I almost see binge as being, like, what's your B-level content that you can just burn through an entire show of, of just, like, yeah, let's just go. Um, I like old sitcoms a lot. Um, so, like, I did Frasier, or, like, Seinfeld. I'm not really old. This isn't old, but like I like, like Curb Your Enthusiasm or like Arrested Development. Like those kinds of shows I put in the background. I like a lot of dry humor. Um, so yeah, all those shows, I guess, were actually dry humor I just yeah. mentioned. I fucking love Frasier, and I felt like a dork loving Frasier so much because he kept making like learned references. And I was with my ex at the time, and he was just like, I don't get any of these jokes. And I was like, it's really funny. I like it much better than Cheers, to be honest. But Cheers is fun, too. I like watching Cheers. I feel um, like when I finally get around to watching, you'll uh, like you would like Always it. Sunny. I'm gonna end up binging it. It's oh, oh, be, it's I, be a problem. I did do that. Um, it's gonna be a real problem. I like dry humor, like cynical humor. So that's exactly cynical. Is <laughs> it's always sunny? Is very cynical. It's perfect. It's a great show. 
What's really bingeable actually is American Horror Story. I actually did start watching that. That sh- um, it's a fucking bonkers ass show, and every episode loses its goddamn mind, and every season doesn't make sense structurally, and it just keeps going. And then the next season is a new show, and you're just like, all right, like it's 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 a it's a ride where you can just keep going. I, I because Keith rants about it. He, I don't mean rant as in, I mean, you rave about it. Like you say, it's very good. It's just so weird. I'll never say it's like high art or amazing, but it's so fucking weird. So I, I, I have started watching it. I'm like, I'm like halfway through the first. The worst season. No, yeah, no. Season well, three is the worst season. I got the impression that the first one's obviously not going to be as good as the rest, but it's still yeah. enjoyable. I like having that on in the background while I write or whatever. It's it's the first one's it's enjoyable. It's just kind of boring by the standards of what comes later. Because this show gets really weird, uh, but you're starting to get the feel though of like it'll just throw characters at you, and now now this is happening. Now here's a concept that's just introduced halfway through the season. That's that's actually the secret behind whatever was happening all the whole time. Or also this character plays two different act. This actor plays two different characters, or just these kinds of weirdnesses that happen. You'll have the you'll have one of your first big moments is going to be when you ha- start watching additional seasons and you have to get used to all the same actors playing different characters. Yeah, I already noticed that because that's a real I looked trip. at the 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 picture. I was like looking through like how many seasons there were and I saw the picture for season 2 yeah. and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is some same fucking people." Yeah, like the guy who played Flash in the X-Men movies, uh Quicksilver in the X-Men movies. Uh, he's in every single season except the newest one and he's playing a different character every time. Sometimes the villain, sometimes the hero. And in the last in last year's season, he played four characters. <laughs> That's like, a lot I'm gonna of work. Lose, I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind. Got a big, but it's, big but old it's, paycheck. But it's so much fun. And uh, I, I hit peak fun, and I, and the like. I feel like the show really embraced how weird it could be when Roanoke came out, which I think I think I've told you about is the is the really weird reality TV season, and that one structurally is nuts, and it just goes places. And it's just really like I just burn through it. Like I, I know it's bingeable because I have binged it. I've watched almost every single season I've always watched after it was all the way all the way out, and I just burn through it in a way that I, I don't usually do to anything else. And it's both because it's digestible in a way where you're not like, oh man, what a downer. I need to take a break. But it's also like I don't see it as like some sort of beautiful, great thing that I wait all year for. So I'm not trying to savor it at all. Yeah, I do like things that are in that happy yeah. medium. Like Bojack, I feel a little bad about burning through it too fast because it'll be over so quickly, and then I have to wait like another year, well, or in it, this case, never again. No, no, it, it didn't end. Well, it's it's not it's a. Uh, is it just not being picked up again? No, uh, so this because it didn't end. It this didn't this is the last conclusion. season, but we only got half of it so far. Oh, oh, I the see. The second okay. half comes out in a few months. Okay, okay. They just split the release in a weird way. That that that's that Netflix animations have been doing that lately. But like, but like, like a Gretzko, like a new season will come I out and I, and I just have to wait a year now. And I'm like, oh. I like, I binge that entire show in like a week. I was like, okay, and so I'm just sad. I want all of us in the house to get uh roomies. Um, <laughs> and I was looking at the Gretzko one, but in a Gretzko Kigurumi. Yeah. Also, uh, Elmo. And oh, I want, God. I tried to find one that was Poe Teletubbies, but I could not find it. Um, <laughs> I just found a bunch of really horrifying things, so not not set on which Kigurumi yet. I also found I found a Gyarados one. I found a Gyarados one, and I really want it, but it's a hundred dollars, and I can't get myself to spend a hundred dollars on a Kigurumi. But it was so cool; it has the tail and everything. And that's it's a the, lot of it's Kigurumi. The best Kigurumi I've ever seen. I would love it. 
I wonder what percentage of it of it by mass is not even being worn by you, but is just kind of it's hanging off you in various face. directions. He's so cute. I would be my best self if I was just Gyarados Kigurumi all the time. I'd get a promotion at work. I would find <laughs> the love of my life. I would uh, I would win the lottery. You'd finally be living your best life. My dog would like me more. It would be perfect. My life would be great. Then summer would come and it'd be terrible. He'd completely fucking melt in the California sun. He'd be he'd be the start of the next wildfire, as he just burst into flame and you're Ooh, fully clothed in a kicker room in summer. I'm already on fire. Because <laughs> it's hot in this room. Yeah, it's, it's hot as tits. Because <laughs> there's a computer and there's a mixing board and there's, a cute and there's dog. two screens and there's a it's a weird fat fleshy dog. <laughs> The dog's not fat. No, but he's just fleshy. It's a, it takes take, it takes time to get used to petting Kiki because Kiki has very short fur. Yeah, and she's, you feel the skin. Yeah, she's a, <laughs> you're not used to feeling skin pitbull, when you pet a dog. She's a pitbull border collie mix. So she's got really fucking short hair. She's yeah. she's a little goofball. She's got one eyeball, and she's like bald on like her she's chest. She's not actually fat, but because you're not used to seeing actual dogs' body shape, you can see like she has like rolls and I, folds I have to give and her, everything. I have to give her sweaters around. So I'm gonna pull out her sweaters. Or like her competition soon. is a husky, which is like six inches of fur. Like you shave them down, they look like a weird rat. She's got. I'm gonna look up husky without fur. Oh gosh, don't shaved husky. I feel like I could also... Oh my god, look how tiny it is, a sad chicken. That would... <laughs> it looks photoshopped. Let's let's shave... It looks photoshopped. <laughs> it looks like they photoshopped a head out of a tusky on top of a chicken. And, like, the head looks like he still thinks he looks majestic, even though he doesn't. It kind of does look like Kiki on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, because that's what a short-haired dog is. They're all weird and fleshy. Oh my god, shaved husky is my favorite. <laughs> what a great image that they shaved everything but his head. So his head's just perfect. Uh, what were your favorite shows when you were kids? Ed, Ed, and Eddie, SpongeBob. Ed, oh yeah, early SpongeBob only. Ed, well, Ed, Eddie, I wasn't a kid when late SpongeBob early happened. SpongeBob. Animaniacs. Uh, Curds uh, Dog. Lots of anim Animaniacs. Uh, anime. I watched a lot of anime. I watched a lot <laughs> anime. of anime. Yeah. I, I used to watch like Wolf's Reign and Dot Hack Sign and Full Metal Alchemist. I was watching. Uh, it Full was Metal just, it was really just whatever was Inuyasha. on Adult Swim and Toonami. Yes. Oh, and Cowboy Bebop. And I, I I did not like Fully Inuyasha. Coolie. It was totally pre Twilight. Okay. Twilight. I well, that's what I liked about it's it. Anime he, Twilight. The first time I I okay, the first time I ever looked up fan fiction was for Inuyasha because oh my. Sorry, like, I told you like all that. It's like a self-insert girl goes into fantasy world and is torn between many superhumans that all want her to her affection. Yeah, because well, oh oh no, <laughs> there's there's Inuyasha is Edward and, and Dog Boy is Dog Boy. Sashomaru, Sashomaru is the best, and then there's uh, Koga, the wolf guy, and I was like, I but I liked I liked, I liked, I liked Yu Yu Hakusho as a kid. My favorite character was uh, Kuroma. Is that his name? From Yu Yu Hakusho? Yeah. Kuroma. Yeah, Kuroma. actually, that was one I did not watch. I'm sorry. Let, let you, you down. Let you down. Yu Yu Hakusho Kurama? Is that? The, yeah, Kurama. He had a oh, rose I, whip. I loved Roni Kenshin. <laughs> he just reminded and I think me. my brother liked Hiei. Had, had a which is the crush on him. Too. Got a little rage ball with a sword. Roni Kenshin. 
uh, wasn't there like some TV where they let a bunch of kids take control of a town? Oh, there's okay. the middle of nowhere. Yes, there was a show. I think it got canceled. I said, I said, that sounded like I was asking that. That was reading a question. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone asked if there was there's a TV show where they put a bunch of kids in a town together and make them run the town. Was it? A, oh, was it a reality show? Yeah, and oh. I, I, my first immediate thought is like, I feel like this is taking advantage of these children. Yeah. Um. But I think they, I think it was canceled because it was a little bit controversial, but I'm not positive on that. Because it goes full uh, Lord of the Flies. It's a girl who owned a city. Yeah, the girl who owned a city is what comes to mind for me. I read a, yeah, I read this book when I was a kid called The Girl Who Owned a City. And it's one of those weirdly common now storylines where all the adults vanish. And um, so, like, the the kids are just left. Like Jimmy Neutron. The kids are just left to, like, scavenge through all the houses, like, uh, walk, Walking Dead style, and, like, try to recreate a society in the skeleton of the previous society. That reminds and me of uh, Children it, of the Corn. It definitely gets increasingly more violent as things go on, inevitably. And it, it, it culminates in a part where, like, a like, rival girl shoots main girl and, like, her friends have to like dig up textbooks they can find to try to figure out how to do surgery on her of like where is it safe to cut to get the bullet out and stuff like that and they're all mm. just kids it's like surprisingly crazy for like i picked it out of a bin in sixth grade <laughs> like i was in elementary school and i picked that book up out of a bin that because we're supposed to pick something to read and uh, i was like having like emergency triage surgery from scared children that don't know what they're doing i'm like this is heavy there's right. a lot yeah, and says that sounds like a book I would have really liked. Yeah, Lord of the Flies was like, I'm into it. Um, the, I'll, although in the movie, I guess in the book also, the part where Piggy uh, breaks his glasses makes me cry. Everything fucking makes me cry though. I'm a fucking. Sap. Has Kelly stopped burning? No, it'll never stop burning. We always burn. That's our secret: is we're always burning. Um, he's. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor for burning. <laughs> It's bad. It's so bad that I don't even pick up on the news that we're burning half the time, and I'm just like, oh, well, the fires—they're like happening. I, I again? mentioned recently, I bought a, I bought like a pollution mask um, with little filters on yeah. it for this exact reason because there, there was that big wildfire last time, yeah, and I couldn't buy. Every place was sold out. Every place, and like I, I, I drove. My car didn't have air conditioning, so I like drove just home from work with my windows down, not like not thinking it was going to be that bad. My eyes were bloodshot by the time I got home because Jesus, I have sensitive eyes. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, like when, when I saw that, when I was like, oh, my eyes. It's hurt. one of the most Californian things you've ever said. What I have sensitive eyes. I have sensitive eyes. No, I do. I do. I have chronic dry eye. I have eye allergies. <laughs> I, I have chronic dry eye and I have allergies, but I can't take allergy medicine because it makes your eyes drier. So my optometrist was just like, well, you're fucked. And oh, no, so now people, people think I'm stoned sometimes, and it's unfortunate. Oh, no. Misa gonna die? Ah! <laughs> you, you just Jar Jar Binks? Yeah. That's, oh, not, that's, not, that's not uncommon. <laughs> that's not uncommon. Oh, no. <laughs> That was a formative movie for me. I was nine when it came out. Yeah, but nobody liked... Mm, yes. I don't want to say no, but children I don't want to be loved, controversial. Children loved The children Phantom Menace, and I was nine, Jar therefore Jar me. I didn't even like Jar Jar Binks. You were too young. No. He was probably scary for you. Oh my god. I, Weird tentacle eye monster when you were like five. I'm like not... I'm the... 
I was Whereas not I'm like, scared of anything. You laser sword. That guy's got face tattoos and spikes and a double sided lightsaber. This game, this movie's amazing. Darth Maul was kick ass. He is pretty kick ass. To this day, my two things I will I will still watch from Phantom Menace is the pod racing scene oh, and the, and the, and the duel of fates fight because that entire sequence is so good with the partly because it's the best it's the best Star Wars song. The pod racing one? No, the Duel of Fates. I don't remember how that one goes. <laughs> Duel of Fates is the best Star Wars song ever made. It's so fucking good. And that really helps sell how good the entire action scene is with with the uh, Darth Maul. It would be a better action scene if Darth Maul was a fucking character. <laughs> I was like the- Sure would help if he was a character out of any kind and not just random design and it just walks into the movie without doing anything. This is going to be annoying, but I like the one that goes like Duel of Fates. Is it that one? I think so. Yeah, and then it has the chant. Then it has the monks chanting. Yeah, that's Duel of Fates. Yeah, that's the one. Yep, that's the best Star Wars song ever made. I agree. And it was made for the fight scene of Phantom Menace. Whoops. You know that's the best grade I've heard, and I've heard, and it's been it's been burned in my brain over the course of it being licensed for so many different like, Star Wars Episode One games. And if stuff. that's on Spotify, because I kind of want it. <laughs> you know what? After this, I'm gonna put I'm gonna look up the Requiem to a Dream song. Oh no, the name of which I forget. I, I used think to know it's it. just called Requiem for a Dream. I don't know. I feel like it's my in my head. What mm-hmm. is the Requiem for a Dream theme called? Oh, oh, it's uh, the name no, 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 for no, it's tower? Lux, Lux, uh, Artin- oh, Lux. It, oh, it came up with fucking the two towers. No, that Lux Google's one. bad. Go up one, Keith. It's called Lux Aeternae or whatever. That last question on people also ask. It's that one. When was Lux Aeternae composed? Lux Aeterna is an orchestral composition by Clint Mansell, the light motif of the 2000 film Reckon for a Dream, and the penultimate piece of the movie's soundtrack. Ah. So it's called Lux Aeterna. <laughs> Your character's really That's interesting. That's fine. He's, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. It's fine. This is fine. It means eternal it's light. It's fine. So when we're talking about uh, uh, reality shows, one of my favorite things is that... Uh, there's a YouTuber named, uh, not her, the other one. Oh no, I lost it. Oh no. Keith? This is bad. Is it you? Are you thinking of you? Because uh, your name's Keith. Uh, what's a unique video I can look up that will bring up their name? I can't think past the name Lindsay Ellis right now and it's a problem because it's her friend. Uh, ready player one for girls. Oh my god! There we go, Jenny Nicholson. Oh, okay. I she thought- did a great one where she, she did a great skit where she uh, she just re- she just read passages from uh, Ready Player One, but it's the parts where like he'll spend like three pages just naming pop culture shit with no other substance to it because that's a terrible, terrible book. But he replaced it all with like My Little Pony and other. She'll replace it with a whole bunch of like girl shows from the eighties and things like that. Just to like highlight how fucking stupid the book is, basically. Like it's once actually it, pretty like, funny. Once you remove the fact that it's like, oh, it's all the pop culture I liked, suddenly you're like, this is just a fucking list. <laughs> That's all this book is. This is, is a great video. But no, it's a uh, on the reality TV thing. She'll like do. 
she'll re- she'll review an entire show sometimes or an entire book from thing to thing. And what, one thing is she ran through what she said was like, I think she made a video called I Found the Worst Reality TV Show. And it was a show where one team was from the future and one team was from the past. So one team had to live in simulated caveman times and one team had to live in like simulated like futuristic society times. And then, they would, and then they would compete in challenges. And it was a, it was clearly a terrible idea because whoever lives in the past is going to be at a huge disadvantage because they're like, like sleeping in the cold and struggling and eating raw meat and shit like that. And the other people are like being pampered and well rested and it's just great and they're fine and so and it was so it's like she does this huge breakdown of the of the just the continual degradation of the entire show as it goes forward as it tries to execute on its idea that was poorly thought out and as it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse that sounds like a terrible terrible idea yeah it's a really entertaining video that a lot of them really are i really like uh youtubers that review like reality, I, I like review channels a yeah. lot. Like re, review like reality TV shows or really bad movies or really bad books or bad whatever. But um, reality TV shows are a really fun one to talk about because oh, there's yeah. some terrible ones, and obviously I have a soft spot in my heart for those. There's also a great one where she reviews she reviews a book called Trigger Warning, which is obviously like mocking people who use who need trigger warnings and stuff like that. And there's no safe spaces in real life. It's about a vet. And almost immediately, he, that vet gets triggered in the story, and then the story clearly doesn't understand that he's been triggered, that his PTSD has been triggered, and that's what trigger warnings are for in the first place, and that's why safe spaces exist. So it's literally because PTSD is a real thing. So that it's an author, to yeah. People. So it's like an author writing about a character that has PTSD while trying to mock the ideas of trigger warnings and safe spaces, even without though- even slightly having a bit of self awareness that that he's created a character that needs exactly those things, but doesn't isn't aware of the ideas that they're talking about because they just are completely in on the subject well and you think like like a war vet really uh if you're gonna name like the most reasonable reason to have ptsd like that's a very reasonable reason you, you i don't know i i have i only have sympathy for the character then yeah but the but like the is that really not they don't want me to have sympathy for the character they don't want me to think the character is well, weak or something it's that the story is like mocking people for need for you can't mock those kinds of things a war vet for having PTSD but well, well they're mo- it's the vet is mocking everybody for those kinds of things because it's all internal oh, monologue but also I see. there's no pa- there's no moment of pause in the narrative where the vet ever realizes that also they have ptsd which is clearly being triggered in the story and also these are why these kinds of systems exist is for his exact problem that he won't get help for because like like, like, like it's, it's a self-destructive loop basically that the author is clearly not aware of so it's one of those things where it's like the story itself ends up revealing more about the author than anything else because they just don't it's get all it. it's all about their political biases to the point of how and it, the ways, the way that those political biases damage the, the are damaging behaviors for the author themselves and the characters that they would create, are just are completely lost on them as a person. And it's just a fascinating triple double bad. Th- oh fuck me! I'm leaving now. <laughs> oh no, that's a bad. I'm gonna go this way for a bit. Okay, they were just around the corner. I have a quest turn in there, and I guess somebody else also wanted to do that, but fuck me. Right, how are questions doing? <clears throat> What's the worst next Netflix production you've ever watched? The worst Netflix production? 
Is that what they're asking? Yeah. The worst. I don't know. I've avoided the bad I, stuff I was going to so say, far. usually if, if it, I don't remember it because it's, if it starts yeah. bad, I just, I'm like, okay, nope. It's like, probably either the Cloverfield Paradox or Death Note. Oh, you know what? I'm going to pick Death Note. Death <laughs> I'm sorry. Death Note's pretty bad. I, okay, so I, I watched, okay. So I, you know, I was drinking a couple, drinking a, little, a few drinks and then I watched that. And then I remember the person I was, I was watching it with, I was like, okay. The credits started rolling. I was like, pause that. Pause that right now. And I made them pause it. And I was like, I need to talk about this for like the next half an hour. And so I sat there and explained everything I hated about it for like a solid 40 yeah. minutes. Because I was just like, why did they do... Like, this plot point was perfectly fine. Why did they change it? Why did they do this? Why did they do this? Like, oh, no. Blah, 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 blah. I, I was very upset. Before. Death Note's great. I... um a little sadistic me loved the idea of a death. I actually still love the idea of a death note. And then one time, I was just out doing normal stuff, and I found a, I found like a death note notebook someplace. <laughs> and I thought that was so kind of creepy that I kept it because I was like, I wonder if somebody. I mean, sure, it was, I think it was just it was a cosplay item or something. But I was like, I'm gonna hold on to this <laughs> just in case I need it. What if it's real? What if I need it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is not going to work at all. Actually, this might work. If I die behind the enemy lines, I can respawn behind enemy lines, and then and then I can complete the objective. There it goes. Hey, look, it's other people that have done the same thing, probably. This is a, this is a hard one to do. Uh, what is the last play that I've most regretted starting? Persona 5. Because people complain constantly that I never finished it and they also bring it up constantly like ah, they totally changed the policy now when they haven't and also some people call me cowards for not uh, they call me a coward for not doing it and they, they even like send me like abuse essentially just because I didn't just because I decided not to risk my channel and that's just like alright wish I never did that at all I guess I, I could have always I could have just taken them down but for whatever reason I haven't I guess but I don't know I guess because I wanted to, I guess I left it up just to shame them Wait, for their what, behavior. What game did you say? So when Persona 5 came out, oh, uh, Atlas uh, was like, if you play past a certain point or stream these parts of the game or whatever, you we will take your, down your channel and there will be consequences and stuff like that. Oh, God. And then they had a shitty apology like a week later or whatever out due to the backlash. We're like, we never meant to threaten anyone. That was never our intention, which is like blatantly like, that's like gaslighting basically. Yeah. Because like the other comment clearly said the other opposite. But also, they did, all they did was roll back how far you're allowed to stream to a little bit further in the game, but you still can't finish it. So still, I'm like, well, I'm not going to start this game if I can't finish it. And people are like, no, they'll totally roll it back again. I'm like, no, they won't. They've apologized once, and on the internet, that's all it takes. You apologize once, and everyone's like, oh, now it's all better now. And then they just will pretend it's all better now. And uh, accordingly, the subject never came up again. Atlas never changed their policy again. You still aren't allowed to finish the game. And everyone just always met context me saying, like, yeah, no, you're allowed to beat it now. Just go back. And, I'm like, and at, this, at this point, I'm like, every JRPG I've ever played has been some of the worst games where it's like, I almost always regret playing a JRPG anyway because they're so long for what they try to do. Like, they're just not that mechanically interesting and their story is almost never, like, intricate enough to actually justify the games being, like, 100 hours long. Mm. So it's always, like, their games be hard to designed to that. burn time. So, like, almost every JRPG besides Lost Dimensions has been a, a, a playthrough that I was like, I kind of wish I just didn't do that. Uh, so I already know I'm probably going to be, like, 
bummed out and like i've already been told a hundred times in the past like no this one's different you're like this one even though you didn't like the other 12 we've played so far and then uh, of course on top of all this if i do play it persona specifically known for being like the longest jrpgs ever made yeah, I was gonna say, I, so i will have to play it non-stop for a year straight i have if a hard I ever time covered it on top of the issue of probably not liking the playthrough and the threat that the developer directly made at everyone playing it it's like there's so many reasons not to do this it's that kind of commitment that's a big commitment yeah i don't i look at that and it, it intimidates no! me you little ball of satan butts i hate you i don't have any that's an interesting uh, insult there keith no i've never heard that insult before it's not good it's not good times shit no 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 no! don't you dare aggro that guy oh i'm uh, i'm mad at you so I was, I was, i'm asked what i do for a living i won't say exactly what i do for a living because i'm afraid of getting kidnapped and killed um, <laughs> they're gonna do a killing on me I, well i don't think i they're honestly, gonna find me and I, they're gonna <laughs> i don't get the impression that your audience warrants that you, you those kinds of you people. don't think my audience has a special set of skills well i didn't say that i'm sure they have a special set of skills is dealing with you <laughs> but boom but boom um i'm a i'm a i'm a i've worked full-time i'm a i'm a boss lady um and i drive a forklift that's all I'll say. You're a boss lady who drives a, boss a fork, lady forklift. Who drives a forklift, and I work very hard. Yeah, you are like you are like second in command, boss of your place or whatever. Yes. <laughs> I'm a tough, tough lady. Let's see. <laughs> what is your opinion oh, no. on alternative I medicine? I have so much to say about that. Oh no. I've already discussed this before, which is that alternative medicine is not medicine. I am I'm a lady of science. Yeah. So I'm not it, Homeopathy's a uh, scam. Homeopathy. <laughs> They're um, selling you water. Fake healing. They're tricking you. Oh, I um and then obviously as a person who really uh likes animals and uh is oh, very God. opposed to illegal poaching. The fact that alternative <sighs> medicine is the like is the cause, the root cause for a lot of these unnecessary killings, just really rubs me raw. Yep. I get very salty about it. I have, I have a very, very dear friend who I love and respect dearly, um, and she actually went into alternative medicine as like a profession, and I love her. But every time, I'm just like, why did you <laughs> why do you, this? Why have you done this to me? Um, I just, I just think. Like I, I love I love science on, on a very regular basis. I I just like will read articles or listen to you know like podcasts about like what we're developing, and it, it just it's amazing. I and I I love uh, I'm very much into anatomy and biology. So those two things, and I'm also a little bit of a hypochondriac. So I, I look up everything. I uh, am very fascinated by the human body. I know a lot about it. Studied it. Um, a lot in college i did a lot of classes no. that would involve that and like the fact like medicine and doctors amazing amazing stuff i love using uh like nature like, like that's the thing is like most all the medicines we use are derived from nature yeah once it once it works it becomes it becomes medicine aspirin so, comes from the bark of a tree 
so so, so the, the idea that like oh well this medicine is more natural to me is kind of uh it doesn't make a lot of sense because like, so much of our medicine is derived from natural components that if it if it worked it'd just be called medicine you yep. don't have to call med- like it's only called alternative medicine if it if, it's if it probably doesn't hurt work they're usually basically scams designed by people who want to be able to it's profit take advantage of people who are desperate. like the actual medical industry is already full of so many like scammy people that would just want to profit of other people's suffering like that one heart. guy who took the fucking medication and like multiplied its price like a thousand times and now he, i think he's in jail but for other reasons now um or other something go, something want to happen there but like yeah, there's already so there's many of those of and a lot of the homeopathic shit is just people that want to make money off of those off of that same industry but without actually making medicine it's like what if i can there's, get the profits without actually making the product so i'll sell people water and tell them it's magic and has memories i will i will say i will say though that i think it is important to be open-minded because a lot of things that we might I think it just needs to be investigated. So yeah. it's like, hey, which is what happens because people that test this, these things to see if they work with medicine or not. Um, I, I listened to this very interesting podcast about um, how people there are people who specifically go into the rainforest to like to places that um, the developed world has never sent people to talk to natives um, about what they use as medicine, because we've actually learned a lot of uh very useful information from people who've been using something for years. So we take it back here and then we use it as medicine here. So we've, we've gotten a lot from um, like indigenous people who have used things. Some of it works, some of it doesn't, but it, but if it consistently works for them, there's probably a scientific reason as to why. Yeah. And so we will take it back and make it into real medicine. That's how we find everything. That's how, that's how all medicine starts, especially back before it was really system driven. And we actually had methods for discovering medicine. It was definitely like shit. People just fell into. Well, it is. And like, that's also how like half the things we figured out how to cook or like what we can turn into booze is like a series of random mad science experiments well, I mean, that people like would just try things because they were, that's what was around and they were trying to survive. I mean, the, the backbone of America is, is, was, was from help from native Americans. Cause like aloe vera, although we didn't treat them the best, it's just a naturally occurring plant, but it's not it's not alternative medicine but well, it's because it's real it's established <laughs> it's yeah. just an established real thing it's like the idea that like natural remedies are at odds with science is a weird thing because so much of it of our remedies are originally derived from nature but also draw figuring out where the line even is between what is there isn't natural in the, to begin with when we exist within nature is like a really arbitrary line that people draw anyway it's like it's yeah, messy i mean i don't know it, it it does it's like those people who are like oh i only take i only take drugs that are like derived from the earth you know and i'm like well i feel like the all technically <laughs> My entire are computers made of stuff derived from the earth including the petroleum i mean chemistry <laughs> the chemicals chemistry is made from the earth too like i don't know it's i don't know it's, it's a funny line people like to draw but uh no yeah so i'm not a fan of alternative medicine but i will also say that i do think that there are certain things um people describe as alternative medicine that uh like for example like oh okay like um being happy like for example being happy improves your likelihood of dealing with illnesses and diseases in a positive way well yeah that's where we get into the the power of the mind that's the the power of the mind effect and stuff like that yeah or the nocebo effect which is the thing i still have trouble wrapping my mind around is that that's a word like the nocebo effect it's a it's a lot to take in 
Hi. Is it where they give you a placebo, but it's actually not a placebo? <laughs> I, I have to remind myself again. Okay, no, it's okay. See. I was going to say. Uh, nocebo. I, I forget what this one is because it's confusing. Nocebo is a detrimental effect of health produced by psychological or psychosomatic factors such as a negative expectation or treatment or oh, prognosis. Okay. So, it's, so, so it's like a negative effect caused by your expectations, essentially. Oh, so basically like if you're, if you're unhappy, you're so, less likely to do well during So it's like prognosis. I was meeting with my mom today and she was feeling nauseous all day. And one of my questions kind of was, does she feel nauseous because she's actually sick? Or is it because she feels nauseous because she was at a doctor yesterday, was around sick people that she were she was conscious of how sick they were, and she got a shot? And like, is she like psychosomatically like feeling sick, or is she actually feeling sick? And like that's always the question sometimes is like, are you is your own reaction in your own head making your body react to certain things? Because like if I find out that I spent all day with somebody and that they were sick. Sometimes I will react. Sick. Yeah, I will sometimes react afterwards by feeling like, oh no, am I coming down with a cold now? Am I going to be okay? And like, I'll have like this thing in the back of my throat and a vague feeling, like, um, am I getting a headache or am I, is my is my throat getting dry? Like, what's going on here? Like, and it's oh, like, I'm, I'm feeling really itchy. And it's completely I'm feeling imagined. Really itchy. That makes because you itchy because our, our mind is too powerful for our, our own body. I um, and that's the that's the only thing where homeopathy almost kind of slightly does one thing is just that if people truly believe in it, sometimes it's an effective placebo. That that is yeah that is probably the only thing. Like I can there was really a. Say. There was an episode of uh, Mindfield where they put a bunch of kids that had uh, bad habits and psychological problems or like one of them just kept picking at herself everywhere all over her arms and everything. And they put them in an, in an MRI machine that wasn't plugged in and pretended to do a, a procedure on them just to see if that would make their behavior change. And for some of them, it helped. There was a very fascinating um, Netflix show. The name of which I'm not going to remember. I think it was just called Sick or something. But it was about these like maybe I think it was like five different people who had illnesses that were unexplainable. Um, bum, bum, and, bum. And, and basically you, you, you hear from them the whole show and it's like a, it's like a, I want to say it's like six or seven episodes or something. And they're very, very convinced. And obviously you as a viewer kind of have to decide, and they do have like things where, where doctors will say certain things um, about what they think they're experiencing or like, and so you as the viewer kind of have to come up with an unbiased, uh, like, what what do you think is actually true? Like, do you believe these people? Yeah. And it's very convincing only in the but sense that also, they, they 100% for me, the next, believe it. The next layer is, for me is always like, is it true the science can't explain it, though? Because, like, well, no, no, there's we, a lot of, like, headlines and shows that are no, like, it, the thing that science can't explain. And then I, no, I, like, I Google it once. And it's like, look, science literally explains no, it. No, it's like doctors, they, they go to doctors, like, for that. years and years and years. And yeah. every doctor treats them. But they're like, I still feel bad. I still feel bad. Yeah. And then, and then it's like, you, you believe them because they're so, it's, they so believe it. But yeah. at the same time. But the, you're wondering the, whether mother, they're, you're wondering whether or not they're like mentally ill or their something. Their mother will say something like, "Oh, this happened two years ago when so and so died," and uh, it's kind of like, "Oh, well, maybe." But they're very like they'll, they'll shake and they like you know, they'll cry about how much pain they're in. Like they'll cry, and you really feel like you you believe them. Yeah. And so it's like you, at the end, it's very, it's left ambiguous as to if and and maybe not all of them. It's like you know which, who who do you think? It's not like they're lying because they actually believe it. But it's that's like, another thing that can be brought up and actually from uh, Mindfield is that they had a whole thing about people that were expecting pain. I think this is actually wasn't they might have been testing the nocebo effect specifically in that where they would they were. Uh, 
told that they were going to test a medical instrument and to see if it's safe or not like that. And like they were, then they were being, ex- they were being told to expect pain and that like, uh, like to just go ahead and just, just tell us whenever he wants to stop or if it gets too much and so on. And then they have them rate their, rate their pain at the end and stuff like that. And the thing wasn't doing anything. It was just the anticipation of pain and stuff. And they would just, each of them would manufacture their own thoughts of like, oh yeah, that like I feel heat or I feel a tingling or like they, some of them would rate their pain and be like weirdly high. But all they were doing was just touching a thing to them that wasn't doing anything. I, and it's uh, like, but they're so in their own heads with the expectation. I've gotten a lot of piercings. I've gotten a lot of piercings and I've gotten with a lot of people to get piercings. And that's something that happens a lot. Um, I'm one of the, I'm, I have a, I think I have a good mindset where my thought process is like, it could always be worse. And if you have that mindset, you kind of am like, oh, this it's, it's always like not that bad. This isn't that bad because it could always be worse. But the people that I would go with would like, oh, I'm going to faint. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. And it's like, they're, they're not even piercing you yet. They're holding the clamps. Like, you get, and you get, they get so worked up about the the process of getting pierced. They, they, they draw a dot on them and they like, they flinch because they feel the <laughs> pen. And it's, it's like stuff like that. And I'm, I, I love taking people who've never, who never have gotten like, like actual, like, I mean, ears. Yeah. But like, you know, other piercings done and seeing them do it. I remember I, I took, um, I was with this big burly guy and I got two piercings, um, both of which were much more elaborate than the one that he got. He just got his uh, cartilage done, which is the top of your ear. And he was like, oh, no, I'm going to pass out. And they had to give him candy. They had to give him a, <laughs> like, a, like a, a peach gummy ring, because which I love. Because I was I, like, I, I actually, get candy. I, I pretend I was to be like, in pain. I was like, hey, can I have some too? I, yeah. I was sitting there. I just took it. And I was like bleeding. And she's like, oh, you're bleeding a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, it's not that bad. And when I got my tongue pierced, here's I, a ring pop. <laughs> when I got my tongue pierced, I, I watched him do it because I was like, I want to see it. And they're, uh. like, they're like, are you sure? And I'm like, I'm never going to be able to see this again. Probably. It's like, I want to look at it when it happens because this is a good, this is an interesting perspective. Not everyone gets to have. And so they did it. And like, yeah, and as I, I got, I got my own surgery. I got that with a series of complex mirrors. <laughs> and the person got their ear pierced. and like, oh no, I need to sit down. Oh no. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> like, oh my goodness. I mean, you know, whatever. Everyone's different. You might be right, but I... Baby. He's a baby. You're listening baby right boy. now. You're a baby. I have a boy to laugh with the baby. He's a baby. Even though I don't want to get pierced. <laughs> but I wouldn't be there in the first place. Ha! That's a false premise. Let's see. I love... Is there a conspiracy piercings. theory you believe in? No. Uh, no. Actually, honestly, no. <laughs> Not really. No. The closest thing to a conspiracy I believe in is that... Uh, is that false confessions are a thing that exist? Oh, they 100% do. Yeah. It's really like that's, sad. That's sometimes. the closest thing to like a, 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 a freaking eyebrow raise that I'll get. Aside from people that don't believe in global warming, but they're just, they're, they're, they're too far gone. I, I've seen, uh, oh, <laughs> that can't be saved. I, at this point, I mean, maybe, okay, back in the day, I knew some adults. It's sad because I was like a kid and they were adults. <laughs> and I was like, this is real and they're like no it's not it's all politics it's all politics because yeah. it kind of was back in that time for them at least um but at this point it's so that school system indoctrinating so, all our kids by teaching them facts about things i, I think my argument was kind of like well what do they have to gain from telling us this if anything a lot of yeah. these people are making themselves or like uh, it's very vulnerable and like they can come up with some arguments for what they would gain i think i think uh, i knew people who were like oh funding they get funding and like you know this and that and i guess um for me the problem is that like it's way easier to see 
what people have to gain by pretending it doesn't exist. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's so much clearer. They what have a the lot more oil to gain industry has by ignoring it. Oh shit. And at this point, it's like it's it's. I feel like it gets more tangible every year. Like, oh, I'm banished. <laughs> you're banished to the shadow realm. That's where you belong. That's where I live. I just I'm just not in this fight. I for was a born while. in the shadow realm. I clawed my way back out. Here I am, straight from hell. Most hey, Girthrude. <laughs> His name's Girthrude. Oh, that's Girthrude. That's very cute. Come, come, lad. Says Girthrude. <laughs> Girthrude. I, uh, me, me and a friend watched this really kind of dorky horror movie on Netflix yesterday, and there was this kid in it named Tobin, and I fucking loved Tobin, and so the whole day I was just thinking about the name Tobin, and I was just like, Tobin! Tobin was the only character I wanted to, I wanted to live. Spoiler alert, oh, he does. fuck. How many people are aggroed right now? This is terrifying. This is a problem. You're surrounded by good friends. I just can't agree. I just can't get over the fact this name's fucking Girthrude. <laughs> it sounds like a cute little old lady name. Jesus Christ, that AoE farming is terrifying. Girthrude sounds like it would be the name of the, um, the, uh, fuck. This is cheating. The ogre, the ogre grandma uh, from, um, Fallout. What the fuck? That can be your you companion. Saw me, you saw me getting killed by these things earlier. Like, that guy just walked up and obliterated, like, this, <laughs> like, four, like, ten, there's like 12 dead things here. What the fuck? I love Girthrude. I don't understand. His name's, yeah, his name's Girthrude. I can't get over that. I'm trying to figure out... I'm trying to score... I'm trying to get through chat so I could ask more questions, but I'm distracted by how much of a mess this is right now. I would push the button for you, but I'm on the opposite side. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Oh, God. Oh, Keith, Scrolled stop. too much now. What is the appeal of piercing? Oh, it's fun. It, look, a, it looks cool. Now you can run the podcast for a bit. Oh, hey. <laughs> Um, I just think it's attractive. I've always found it attractive. It's like in the same way that like I, I think piercing or I think tattoos are attractive. I, and also I, like for me, it's like this weird. Um, it's like he's just going to keep fucking going because I, I put my piercings in. I don't take them out. Usually I like I very rarely replace them. So my earrings are in like I sleep in them. They're like like gold gold hoops, you know, and I, I think um, I just think it, it's like I don't know. I like added a piece of shrapnel mm -hmm. to me. That's like I don't, I'm adding things to myself. It's like it's like I'm. This is my body shrapnel. I'm like I don't know. I'm just like making myself, uh, like a little robot or something. I don't know. I just think it's cool. I just think it's attractive. And then also I think it, it it's like look how badass I am. This hurt and I did it anyway. <laughs> I don't know. It's just for fun. Um, but I like to stab myself for fun. Yeah, and then also I, and then for a lot of people I know, um, if they have some sort of like thing they need to get over or like emotional trauma it's nice to like hurt yourself in a controlled environment um because it's like you're re releasing your inner demons and so it also gives you a really big adrenaline rush so it's it's fun 
Um, and sometimes I just get bored. I get bored of looking at myself. So I want to do something different. So, you know, I, I like shave the side of my head or I dye my hair purple or something. And just one of those people, life's really short. So you might as well just fucking deal, deal with this shit. If anything, it's very temporary. If you want it to be, um, I want to be like a cute old grandma with piercings in my face, but we'll see. Maybe. And the tattoos are the tattoos are fun too. It just shows you where you were in your life. It's fun thinking back, like, oh, I got this when I was feeling this way. Memories. Let's see, how do you feel about gambling? Um, it's fun. <laughs> um, I'm okay. So I don't have an addictive personality. Uh, uh, not necessarily. I think I've never. I don't know. I think everything's good in moderation. The only thing is I don't, I'm pretty stingy with my money. So I do have a hard time with gambling only in the sense that I, uh, am very prudent. I'm very good at budgeting and yeah, because I'm afraid I, I banished again. <laughs> I told, I told Keith this before. I have this weird fear that one day I'm going to be homeless and I don't know why I feel that way, but I, I, I'm scared of it. So I've always just been very like prepared, prepared with money. I have like an emergency fund in case anything terrible happens because life can change so fast. And I think I just get afraid of that. Life comes at you fast. Yeah. I, so. uh, I don't, I don't like gambling. I just don't find it entertaining. And if I don't find it inherently entertaining, then I also, I also know that it's not a good idea to do it for the purpose of like winning. Cause like every single gambling institution is itself a thing that profits, which means that the vast majority of all players lose. Because they, they have to make a profit. So it's just a bad way to spend money if you're like the, if you're going in with the idea of, like, if I go in with this much money, maybe I'll come out with more money. So, like, you no, have to you be inherently enjoying it. You can't look at it that way. But I don't enjoy it. Like, you have to... The only it's okay. just, I'm, I'm just like, oh, look, Skinner's boxes. Literally. Because, like, a, a, a slot machine is a physical manifestation of Skinner's box in the most direct possible way. And I'm like, that's literally designed to manipulate people into behaving in ways that are not in their best interest. You have to gamble in two ways. One, you have to go in knowing that luck doesn't fucking exist because yeah, I because I will say I love people act like there's like they're riding the up or down wave of I'm, good I'm or sitting, bad and as, so on. If you go to a roulette table, they'll, they'll, they will list above you the, the numbers that have won, and there are people who will see you win on a number and then put money on that number next time because they think it, it's it's like lucky now. I don't ever do that. Oops. The only thing I do is I'm very I'm very dedicated to the numbers I want to pick. And so I feel like I will betray them if I choose other numbers. And so I do pick the same numbers and I get pissed if you I did. walk away and someone else wins. Um, mm -hmm. But the second thing you have to do is is you'd, yep. be, you'd be like, I'm going in there for fun. I'm going to allot myself, you know, 200 bucks and I'm not spending more than that. Um, if I win, I win and then I can gamble more. And then if I lose, I just lose that money. So you can't go in there to win money because you're not going to most likely not going to profit. You're probably going to lose money. That's how they say in business. You got to think of it that way. Everyone say goodbye to Gertrude. Bye Gertrude. I love you. <laughs> Gertrude. What a fucking, Hit me up Gertrude. What a username. <laughs> what a character name. Gertrude. Hey Gertrude. I'm on Tinder. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hit me up. Boyo. <laughs> Boyo. <laughs> Never the forget. Alright, I'm trying so hard to look at the chat, but I'm also trying to not let these... I, am I, I, had, I had a social, like... I had, like, a social responsibility to not fuck up that group's thing while it was happening. I... I was worried. I'm impressed with you, Keith, because I would have a hard time doing this. It's a lot, but I've been doing it for a while. Uh, opinion on the... On... 
Oh, this is for Stephanie. I don't know what this opinion on SENS negligible sentences. I don't know what that is. Well, then that's her opinion. Her opinion is. I'm, I'm sure it's probably something very intelligent, and I think maybe I if know. I look it up later. Or it's an anime. <laughs> or yeah, maybe. it could just be the name of an anime. Best anime. Because anime paranoia agent. Anime and JRPG names are so out of control that like. For, you can never tell if you're talking about a psychological phenomenon like, or an anime name. It sounds like something like kinky. Yeah. Uh, was the appeal of piercing? Culture thing looks good. Uh, what would your channels be called if your name's already taken? Well, Stephanie doesn't have a channel. And my uh, channel. Caterpie Hot Pants. And I already got my username. <laughs> God, you gotta register <laughs> that. Caterpie Hot Pants. You gotta, you gotta that register was, that I think that was my taken. Xbox name or something. Yeah, so mine was just my username on Xbox, and it was because I tried something else and that was taken. So oh, hey. we usually get our names that way anyway. Um, I was Caterpie... My names are never taken because they're weird. So I was Caterpie Hot Pants. Um, I was uh, Goddess Gyarados. I was Mystical Magikarp. And then my my one for um, Instagram right now is really funny, but I don't think I should say it. I used to have an account name that was Shaman King, and it was a coincidence. It wasn't based on the anime. It was just that that's a class that exists in things. Oh, damn! I was gonna say my. my so I, I, I would go play <laughs> like Halo this. Two, and people would sing the, the little kids would be think, singing the theme song to me on voice chat, and I'd be like, "This has to stop." So when I, when I when Xbox 360 came out, and I had to make a new account, I did Sebastian SB because I was in German, and that was Sebastian was the name I was using in German, and that was all the thought that went into it really. I, I and the SB was because. Sebastian was taken, obviously, because so, it's just a first name. But why SB? Because it's like Sebastian. It was barely. It was only like half thought out. I think it was along the lines, along the lines of like SB would have been my initials if my name was Sebastian. Like it's about that level of thought out. I was just trying to throw together a name that made sense. It's one of those things where nobody would question it if they were numbers, but because they're letters, it has to mean something. Because so many usernames just have noise of like twelve numbers at the end of their name or whatever. And it's just that's the whole thing. Um, I was gonna say I, I won't say it, but my name for uh, Snapchat has something to do with uh, Eustace Bag. <laughs> it's 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 part of it is Eustace Bag from Curse the Cowardly Dog, and so people always think that like like I'll give them my Snapchat to talk to me, and they'll be like, "Yeah, is that you?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot that <laughs> my username has, basically says Eustace Bag, mm -hmm. so it's they think I'm some old man." Oh. I'm used Colonel this. RPG, which I think you've met him. I think Colonel RPG was in our in your Jackbox session. I don't remember. Yes, but, yes. Uh, Hi, Colonel RPG. He's asking about what's y'all's opinion about Disney and how they own all the movies. Disney's evil. Yeah, it's I, not great. I know a fuck ton about Disney because my grandmother is always growing up was obsessed with Disney. Like I'm not even kidding. I'm not kidding. It's, I know people say this all the time, but like. I've seen everything, even the weird ones. One time I, I I did one of those quizzes where you just fill in the the blanks and it's like type in as many Disney movies as you could. I was crazy. I was doing like fun and fancy free. I was doing ones that like people have not ever heard of. Um, and I knew all the sequels. I know I've seen all the crappy sequels. I used to watch them on the in the back of my grandma's car. She had uh, one of those portable VHS TVs. I we used to go four times a year. I've literally been to the Disneyland in LA over forty times probably closer to like 50 Jesus. or 60 and it's no joke i can tell you where every bathroom is I've probably been i can tell you once. every show i haven't been there in the past like eight years because i realized like 
I, f- I don't know. I'm a little disillusioned by everything. I think they, they do own everything. And I think they've gotten very cold about their um, IPs. And then when they, I think when they, I think that Pixar is hostage and they make Pixar turn out movies now and they're kind of heartless. And yes, I don't really trust them. I just took the plate off my computer because it's running their, so hard. Some of their stuff's great, though. Like... It makes me sad because well, I think the, they have a lot the, of potential. I just don't think they use it the right way. That's the paradox you're stuck with is that like so much of the stuff that comes from Disney as a company is high quality content or at least passable to good quality content, which makes it hard to criticize them sometimes. But they basically every decision they've ever made as a business is like distressing, <laughs> like uh, constantly pushing back IP loss so that they can keep uh, Mickey from entering uh public domain to the point where now public domain is just fucked and copyrights fucked just because one company I, I, I just a dark part of capitalism is how like uh, a sufficiently sufficiently wealthy individual or company can lobby to have laws changed in their favor changing the rules to suit the way they do things essentially giving them an unfair advantage in how the entire system works because they can literally rewrite the rules once they're on top uh which if you think about it like that in terms of like any tabletop game like the idea like if you could just change the rules to suit what you want them to be how much that would fuck everything but then like yeah like they're they're sort of hostile takeover of all of media where now they own basically all the things that people care about and that huge mess is like there's no real upside to that and being able to be like but they're all in a movie together doesn't really justify any of it i think that making great art um includes making great risks or take, taking a lot of risks. And I think it also can sometimes mean offending people um, or upsetting people. But Disney is so much about making money that everything they make is really, um, it's very flat. It's very milk and boring. Yeah. It, uh, because, because it has to have mass appeal. Uh, and I think because they're going for mass appeal, Disney everything's like art. gentrified and kind of um, mm, like impotent. It, it makes me really sad. Because I think, because I, I don't know, is is there like, oh, well, that that was fun, and now I'm not going to think about it because it was, it was, it was fine, it was, it was, it was charming, and it didn't say anything. It makes me, it just makes me sad. Keith's looking something up. I'm scared. But yeah, so they 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 just have to have a wide appeal. That's like that's what their stockholders want. It's. Oh, it just makes me sad as, as a person that really likes. So here's movies. some Michael Eisner quotes oh, from Disney. I am scared. The pursuit of making money is the only reason to make movies. We have no obligation to make history. We have no obligation to make art. We have no obligation to make a statement. Our obligation is to make money, and to make money, it may be important to make history. To make money, it may be important to make art or some significant statement. To make money, it may be important to win the Academy Award, for it may it might mean another $10 million in the box office. Our only objective may be to make money, but in order to make money, we must always make entertaining movies. And if we make entertaining movies, at times we will make, heart, it, it, we will make history, art, a statement, or all three. We may even win awards. So he literally views the process of making art or quality or winning awards or anything resembling good content as just a uh, means to an end to making money. And so it only is a thing he will only do if it suits him in the pursuit of money, but he will just be be just just as happy not making any sort of art if it just makes money. 
So yeah, when uh, Disney has a history of people like that having power in them, it's kind of hard not to be like, yeah, okay, I can I can see why that other director might say that Disney that uh, the Marvel movies aren't art or something like that because that's the kind of philosophy that like that's not the current guy right now I don't think at Disney but like that's that's the kind of person they've had in the past and their their ongoing people aren't necessarily much better and yeah they don't make they don't, they're not out there making surprising risky things they're not like get out doesn't come from disney that all always my comes favorite from things that are always risque. comes from like a weird thing <laughs> those are all the cool stuff always is like weird projects from develop from uh directors that take risks and publishers that uh from uh de- like movie studios that don't have oh, as much to lose yeah. if the thing doesn't go well all my as favorite to these guys giant are... blockbusters where it just has to be a giant hit so it has to do take no risks and it has to be staggeringly boring and eh. that's the thing is all these disney movies have like uh all these marvel movies and i've watched all of them now uh all of them nerd i'm, I'm just uh, kidding. i'm just kidding they are staggeringly good they've got it down to a science the idea of just being fucking perfectly Marketable. Entertainable. <laughs> like Very marketable. Just, they just are entertaining. And then you you leave the theater feeling like, I got my money's worth watching that movie. I don't And then like a week later, you don't remember what happened in that movie. And I paid money. Like, I saw a movie. It happened. I ate popcorn. Yeah. And that is all. And people make a big stink about like the gulf of quality between like Thor of the Dark World versus Thor Ragnarok or whatever, but it's a way shallower distance between the two than people will often say it is cuz almost none of them are that good. And also almost none of them are that bad. It's just it's just a flatness to it all. Uh and I keep watching them and I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, eh. <laughs> like the same part of me that watches superhero television shows i suppose is like that kind of person it's like i will watch like the flash or gotham but like i'm not gonna make a i'm not gonna be up in arms when some director just says they're not good or whatever which people are currently freaking out about it's like well they're they're cynically turned out products by a company that's trying to take over the entire industry of all industries. Like they're trying to dominate all media. It's like this is their. It's a. It's a vehicle for them to gain more power as a company. Uh, it's not exactly there to be art. That's just not what their goal is. Did it do? What? Uh, where do I find the patience to read every book in Path of Exile? It's easy to read. Especially when you're the when you see the time you're using as being already accounted for, and that it's your job to play the game, so you're, it's really easy to justify like just sitting there and reading a book in the game if that's what you want to do. Especially if it's a game all about deep lore of like here's all the gods and kingdoms they're all competing with each other that make up the universe. Like trying to glean more understanding by reading every book just kind of helps you try to tell what the fuck's happening because all those characters talk in the dense jargon of their universe without any clean uh entry points like the game is so disorientingly dense with lore that like anything that can try to glean any uh any understanding is all helpful and anything any 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 understanding you do get you need to reinforce the repetition by hearing about it again from in other ways and contexts until you finally can internalize it more because uh yeah it's a it's a lot harder to tell what the fuck's happening in Pillars of Eternity than like 
Dragon Age or something. So that's one reason to do it. But it's also my job and I get to hang out. And the more I bore people, then the kind of people that are bored by that go away. And those people are annoying, so <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to to make intentionally You're kind of whittling irritating. down your audience. Yeah, making filtering my audience by have, making kind of boring content leads to uh, a lot less shitty people <laughs> around and children, which are the worst of them all. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Oh god, it skipped again. You see that, right? Like it sometimes just will skip. Keith is not professional. Down. It's a bad this is a bad scroll wheel. The the scroll bar in this fucking oh. chat is bad. I'm trying to find my place again. So all I want to say is someone asked how I feel about the extremely goofy movie and I fucking think it's extreme and it's goofy and I like it. Yeah. I, I love It's it's trashy. Um, I, I like I like the original Goofy movie way more, but I did watch the Extremely Goofy movie probably over like twenty times because it was always on in my grandma's car, and I'm I can dig it. I can dig it. X Games. It's Goofy. I never thought I'd see Goofy participate in the X Games, but it happens. I don't remember Goofy at all. He he does it. I think like on accident. I and watched it his, so long His son's ago. all Edge Lord. His son is such a little Edge Lord punk bitch. <laughs> I hate my dad. I'm like, fuck you. Your dad's so nice. He's fucking goofy, okay? He is Be goofy. nice to your dad. Give your dad a hug. Like, like Guarsh. You're making me mad at you. G W A R S H. Guarsh. Wake me up inside. Wake me up. <laughs> I can't wake up. <laughs> Save that was, me. That meme got me <laughs> really hard. I discovered that guy twice because I discovered that. And went down the goofy rabbit hole. But then I discovered him later via his skits. And then only later, later, later realized they were the same person. I really uh, liked the really terrible Gooby. Gooby and, and uh, I think is Dolan. Donald. I have so I don't know. It sounds much weird. metal. Uh, Donald uh, tortures Goofy all the time. And he goes, Gooby, please. Gooby, please. Gooby, please. I used to say all the time. No. Gooby, please. Gooby. Gooby, please. Gooby, please, no. Anything but Gooby. What are we saying? You can tell that I'm... You can tell that I'm padding because I was trying to think about something I was doing in the game. <laughs> what do you think about YouTubers making references constantly to other playthroughs? Uh, this sounds like art shade. Art imitates art. This sounds like shade directed at me. Because <laughs> I do art. that a lot. You I, can't help... You, you, I'll play one game and reference the other playthrough right <laughs> yeah. in the other game. But the thing is that, yeah, no art exists in a vacuum. So everything that's... Every decision it's being made in the game... Life. You can't help but... Is a reference to other things it. that are happening and like... Oftentimes you process things via making analogy to other things and what I always hate is people are like Why don't you ever just appreciate this game for what it is instead of comparing it to other games? It's like but no art no art exists in a vacuum and all the decisions they made when they made said game Were in the context of all the other rest of the video game industry and like stuff like that like Nothing yeah, nothing is on its own. This all the other games around it all matter and so it's always Obviously you want to be a little careful because you don't want to actively try to spoil uh you don't actively want to spoil things in the middle of a different playthrough, like in the middle of a podcast about Bojack Horseman, just start spoiling Star Wars or whatever. Like it's a. Did you know that? Um, so you have to be a little Darth careful. Darth Vader is uh, Luke's dad. And then he says, "No, I am your father," and then everyone misquotes it. 
Yeah, I know it's, that. It's the uh, it's the dimensions. We're in every dimension. I know. It's Ooh. it's the Berenstein versus Berenstain bears. <laughs> uh, that was always silly. What's up, everybody? It's critical. I love. <laughs> <laughs> I love critical, um, but he—he's he, the one who first pointed. Like for, that was the first time I had the man, the Mandela effect the Mandela. Uh, explained to me was when he was talking about Berenstein versus Berenstein bears. Ella, it, Ella, a. don't ever say that again. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> oh, there's a good, uh, there's a good video about that by a few different people, but there's a really good one by. Uh, internet comment etiquette and one done by Captain Disillusion because that's just been an ongoing thing that people have been dealing with is just people are like no it's real it's totally I'm really, real the, bar- the Baron scene there definitely Baron aren't justifiable and maybe slightly like quite iffy reasons why you can't remember these details I I really thought it was Berenstein I, I, I was deceived I, immensely I never n- cared <laughs> I like the bear. I vaguely bears. was aware that the weird 2D drawn brown bears existed once a and bit paid no further attention as a kid. Religious undertones, but I didn't catch that as a child. Yeah. But Baron Stain, what kind of name is that? Baron their Stain. real name. It's their real name. Yeah, but Baron Stain. It's the author's I think, name. I think that's why I thought. It's literally the real author's well, name. I know that, but I thought like. I think I think it's why everyone's brain said Stein, because that's the like, that is like a normal ending to a name. And so I think like when you just glance at it, it's in cursive. So I think you glance at it and you're like, Stein, yeah. Stein. Yeah, Stein. Oh, Meanwhile, wow. people will be like, didn't, Man- didn't Mandela die in jail? Is like that mostly just really exposes bad things about the person saying it because they're like so actively unaware of this person's existence that they literally don't know about isn't, their role. In, isn't that Morgan Freeman? It was like those jokes where people like put a picture of Morgan Freeman oh, no. and they put a bunch of stuff up Nelson Mandela. Oh, and, no. and, then, and then half the people like fall for it and they're like he was a great man <laughs> I'm like oh no. gosh no your opinion on a cryptocurrency uh, I'm, not um, a, I'm not I, a fucking economist I wish I got in on it when it but was like, on like the ground floor th- so that way like, I could have made a bajillion dollars like many things it often feels like a scam I just I, it feels it feels weird. People hop on it way money. too hard without it before it's ever provable that it's even a thing you can turn back into real money or things like that, or that it'll be well, accepted anywhere. It is accepted lots of places on the deep dark web. It crashed. Oh well, yeah, it's it's great if you're a monster. <laughs> That's why I need. <laughs> but but for other things in life, it's really questionable whether it'll ever come up again or be accepted in any way. So the idea of it being like, oh, Matt, look how it's value going up. And it's like, in what way, though? For who? Can I buy coffee with it? <laughs> like, is it re- like if I can't use it in day to day life, it's really questionable to say it has the value it has. And then, yeah, like it, the bubble burst super hard. It went bad. And it's hard to say what its future is. But I'm not an economist. I like money I can use. Even though it's all made up. I also like money I can use. I wish I had more of it. Someone's saying Keith is honest. Yes, he is honest. It'd be hard to accuse me of not being. I'll alienate all you motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Keith is himself. Yep. Do, 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 do. Oh, and you're genuine too. 
It's my friend. They can tell exactly what comment we're catching up on at any moment. Let's see. Is it weird that you associate my name, my voice with May from Night in the Woods? I'm glad I've ruined Night in the Woods for you forever. <laughs> By replacing the actual person. No, that's a... That's a thing that comes up sometimes is that I'll, I'll read lines in a game that has no voice acting and then uh, and like a, a lot of people for a lot of people like what a character sounds like becomes whatever let's player they watched well because they don't have voice acting the um, it's like it's like when a kid hears a bedtime story from their mom or whatever and they're like oh you have to do the voice like this so it's like forever that voice is yeah. now that voice that their mom do makes the voice yeah. yeah. You're the voice, Keith. The, and then, then you have weird edge cases where, like, I played, I played scheming through the zombie apocalypse, and then after I played it, they added voice acting. Oh, oh but also I both know. of them sounded exactly like I thought they would. That's why I and was. They both sound like what I was trying to make them sound like. Well, good job then. You did. You predicted the future. I didn't do it successfully. I just tried to. I was really upset when um, Fallout Four came out. And they had voice acting because I really didn't want the voice acting because whenever I play a game like that, I like to be, I basically always make myself because I'm fucking badass. And so I just make like a, a more heightened version of myself. I don't even make it like kind of look like me, but just like wearing cool ass clothes. Um, <laughs> but my character looked like Tank Girl. It was really great. But I was very upset when there was voice acting because everything that was said wasn't me anymore because it was someone else oh, portraying yeah. me. And also, they didn't obviously didn't allow for the, the text that I wanted. It was like one of the downsides know, for me about voice acting can the be the dialogue wheel was sometimes awful. the voice actors are just bad. Like well, you, even in modern AAA super famous games, I have like moments where I'm like, I read the text of the line. I'm like, I get what they're going for with that text, and then the voice actor says it, and I'm like, that's the whole you you brought that in the total wrong like well, tone, and like, the voice director did not stop you. Snarky, like it's just one of those things. It's like, well. Wait, you weren't supposed to say it like that. I didn't mean it like oh, sarcastic. Oh yeah, like, like when you pick mean. an RPG choice, and then yeah. the, and then the the voice actor puts stank on it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not the kind of stank you were going for. I, I want it to be me, so I read it in my head, and it's me. Yeah, that becomes a double problem when you get to like Mass Effect and some of the dialogue wheel games where yeah. they have a super abbreviated version of what you're about to say, and then sometimes you completely end up with something that's totally not what you even thought they meant. It was like you end up with a completely different outcome, and that can be rough. Life's hard. Life's hard. Life's hard. I'm oppressed. Sometimes when I tell Shepard to say one thing, they say a slightly different thing. That's not how I meant. Leading it. to no long-term changes. Oh, oh, yeah, that's my voice. I was gonna say it's like a running joke that my voice for all of my male characters in my stories is the same, and that was just it. Yeah. Like I don't know. Like blah, blah, blah. I, I, I'm sorry, all you men out there. I make you sound really dumb. Mm -mm. How long have we known each other? About exactly a year. Yeah, not very long at all, really. Yeah. It's actually weird how smooth this goes. I actually, I just met Keith two weeks ago. Oh my god. Do we perform films oh in 3D or normal? Obvi normal? Obviously. Normal, please. 3D is pointless. I, I, it's, I just will watch 3D <clears throat> if it's too much of a pain in the ass to wait for a different showing, basically. 
Uh, and then I'll forget I'm watching 3D and I'll get out, I'll get up and like leave the theater and put the glasses away. And I'm like, oh yeah, I was wearing 3D glasses. I, this was a 3D movie. Like I, I will have like barely noticed any effects in the first place. I like all my movies in Shrek 4D. <laughs> did you ever, did you ever go to Universal Studios and watch no, I, uh, I've Shrek never, I've 4D? Never, I've never been in a 4D like D box theater yet. Well, I think uh, like like donkey like sneezes at you and then like you f- it gets like on they it's, like, gets spray you wet. poopy they they spray poopy smells at your face and then, and then you're in the chairs that move you know so yeah. you're like yes all movies in Shrek 4D please look how dense this is exactly specifically Shrek 4D no other ones this place is full let's see oh that's guy this guy's gonna attack me or not. Well, I'm gonna attack him then. No, he Die, wasn't gonna Wolfo. do anything to you. No, this is hostile. He's red. No. Uh, yes, both of these portraits are by the same person. Oh, that was already answered. How could you not be engaged in the Keith Ballard cinematic universe? Uh, and now the now the story of Stephanos. Inevitably, things are going to be compared and contrasted with each other. Or, or Garony. Like, I'm playing Pillars of Eternity, a game where you play as a watcher, which is somebody who can speak to the dead, and the dead are sometimes held to their current life by, like, grief and regret, and they need help moving on so they can then reset and be reincarnated when their soul moves on. And then I played a game called Oninaki, which is a JRPG where you play as a watcher who can speak to the dead, and you can and like those dead are held to the current plane by grief, and in order to and you need to help them get over their their issues in order to move on and be reincarnated into the next life. And I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> how how is this the same premise? Like note for note, all the way down to calling it the same thing. I was definitely questioning like what what cultural touchstone is the origin point of there being a watcher? Because that definitely made me wonder, like, I assume they didn't just rip off Pillars of Eternity. So that makes me wonder, is the watcher a thing that I just don't know about? Because, like, there's so many... I think so it many... shows up in different... I think it's a cultural Yeah, because, like, there's so many cultural touchstones like, um, and, like, proto-myths that, like, inspire of, like, everything. Like, kind of like Bleach or, like, Soul Eater or something, where, where you're... Or, like, if you, like, the souls are left to, like, to rot, they turn evil kind of thing. I don't know. I like that that concept it's fun <laughs> someone says alienate me Keith alienate me alienate me daddy <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness no that's uh so the, the there's a bunch of joke names for all the chat rooms in our discord and they're all quotes that have been said in that discord and uh there's a, there, are, there are a few different things like one of them like the patreon exclusive one's called high five me it's called a high five brain which is a quote from yakuza zero that just made me laugh so hard because he like kiryu gets a reference or understands a connection or something and then wow, he says high job, five brain. brain to himself oh, that's cute. and it's adorable and so I, I put i made that the name of one of the chat rooms the main chat is called word spank me daddy <laughs> And, I, and it's been that oh, way for sign like, me up. It's, that's been the name of that chat room for like a year and a half now. It was previously apologies to the nipple. Sorry, nipple. Sometimes apologies are needed. And they're also specific. Like the reason why those things happen. <clears throat> like uh, the apologies to the nipple was because uh, H-Bomber guy made a joke about how uh, they keep making Overwatch characters with one exposed nipple. 
like Hanzo and Do- and Doomfist and stuff. Like they just have like one giant exposed peck and nipple, but the, uh. side, but the other side's closed and they're otherwise oh. fully clothed. Clothed like it's a weird trend. One preferred nipple. And he was like, I half expect them to have an ultimate that that fully exposes their other nippy. Everyone, everyone in the chat, we all know you have one preferred nipple. Everyone has yeah. one preferred nipple. They can't be exactly the same. And then Naya says something like, "Like it's oh. okay. Don't feel bad." Naya was trying to explain it to somebody else, I think, and said that they all that all of their right nipples were exposed. And I'm like, "No, it's their left nipple." And she's like, "Apologies to the nipple." <laughs> and that became <laughs> the chat room for like that was the chat name for like six months or something. That's just that's all it takes sometimes. <clears throat> uh, I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to do a, a spoiler cast about Avengers Endgame. Let's see. I think I have to let my dog out really quick. Yeah. So hold on. It's pretty hot. We should probably wrap up soon. It's been like three hours. This is a long time. They probably want to go like bowling soon or something. Well, I was going to say, because I don't have my phone. I was going to text them or something. Oh, you don't have your phone? No. That's a mistake. They haven't texted me, though. Well, apparently, I keep leaving my <clears throat> phone on, and Uh-oh. it keeps going, boop, 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 and then I had to throw it across the room, that one playthrough. So I didn't bring it this time. Yeah. Oh, okay, wait. Go back up. We're gonna do a lightning round. What's a lightning round? Like we'll just read. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, uh, what, 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 oh, what do you read? Nonfiction, sci-fi, fantasy. Um, I like uh fiction. I read fiction and mostly sci-fi. Fiction, but, but mostly fiction. Yeah, uh, sci-fi or dystopia. Dark ass, okay, sad. Your 1984 fiction. Your 1984. The your Handmaid's Tale and your uh Fahrenheit 451, which fucking ends weird by the way that book's weirder than i thought it was uh do andrew's dream of lecture sheep and then on the sci on the non-dystopia sci-fi element there's a an absolutely remarkable thing and i want to get around to this the small i think it's called the long oh wait there it is the long way to a small angry planet is one of the ones i want to get to sometime soon because title's amazing uh I'm just gonna hearth, and we'll read questions real quick until we get to the, until we get caught up. Uh, Someone says that they've been to a 7D movie. I can't imagine what that they're just means. Making, they're, they're just, just like making things up or something. Like I don't understand how that makes sense. Se- a 7D, Do you see the future? A 7D movie is the egg, <laughs> where you live every life on all of Earth until you until you are born a god. That's a 7D movie. <laughs> I've seen movies from the 70s. 70s movies. 70s. Ah, the stupid scroll bar skips everywhere. Isn't there not just like an arrow button? Well, well, no, there's not. But also, like, when I'm scrolling down, it'll sometimes just skip to the newest comment instantly. And I'm like, no, where was I? Asking if the the Lickheath is a a fetish. And I agree with the commenter below. It says it's only a fetish if you make it a fetish. Yeah. It's open. You can do it if you want, people. It's fine. We can't stop you. What do I think about interplanet... Why do I need to have an opinion about interplanetary missions? Um, I, I'm not going to participate. <laughs> this is beyond. I'm scared. What people should have ex- opinions about. Uh, favorite candy. Uh, I like Raisinets and everyone makes fucking fun of me for it. I'm excited about Disco Elysium. That's an upcoming game I'm excited about. Actually, I'm, look, memes I was can, reading about memes that. Memes can fuck really themselves good. except for mine. Memes? Yeah. All memes suck except mine. Like Do you play memes. any games you specifically don't stream? Uh, well, this character's level 20 bleh and you need level 27 and you didn't see me get there <laughs> uh steph pick a number between one and five uh four have you ever tread sword of truth series by terry goodkind 
Or was I not supposed to say what number I picked? I might have thought that. (laughs) (laughs) Is your P.O. Box still alive? No. Neither Andrew nor I live in the town the P.O. Box was in. We both have moved. Someone likes uh, so raising us. We, 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 like, we have not been like paying for the P.O. box that whole time. Someone's lo- that, mom that'd be loves weird. raising us. I be, love it. It would mom. be weird to keep paying for P.O. box when we both moved. That's why I removed all references to the P.O. box from the descriptions of those videos. Keith, was were you getting creepy stuff in your P.O. box? Uh, no, we just both moved. And oh. also, the there was really like an excitement wave of like, wow, a P.O. box. This is a fun new toy. Where like a bunch of stuff came in for like a couple months. I so want a P.O. box so people can send me creepy six, things. We paid for a six-month interval, and we made a bunch of videos during that time. Then we made a fr- then we paid for another six-month interval where we did like one video for like a couple like like it was like eh, something else came in now, uh, and it, it was just it just the interest died really fast. Like people, the people who had something to send yeah. ran out of already got it out of their business out of their system really fast, and it just became a thing we were paying for. And then we both moved to different towns that aren't that one. So well, that worked out. The end. I, I always like iDubs' unboxing videos. Oh, yeah. I-dubs the bad is, unboxing videos. iDubs, I love you. iDubs. I can't watch them when I'm eating. I think iDubs has a girlfriend, but iDubs, <laughs> I love you, please. I uh, I can't watch those when I'm eating because he opens up horrifying things and starts, pe- yeah, starts gagging I was gonna, on the spot. I was going to say, I've had some hard times. That's a problem. Oh, cool. I did set my home to this place, that, so I did hearth the right place. Cool. Anyway, good night, everybody. This has been a big old Q&A. It'll go up tomorrow as an uploaded video. And this has actually been uh, questions from Patreon episode 65. Surprise. Except it's not questions from Patreon. It's questions from public people. Because, I don't know. Uh, Uh, Every 10th episode, which is the X5 episode, because I started at a awkward spot, uh, is the public episode. So this is where I promote blah, blah, blah. So there's a, there's a Q&A episode every week, but it's not streamed and it's not with Stephanie. And so if you want to see those every week, you can go to my Patreon and the, you can watch the previous 64. And then next week you can watch 66 because you will have already caught up on all 64 previous episodes in only one week. Congratulations. That's impressive. That actually sounds like a monumental task. That sounds <laughs> mathematically impossible, but I guess you can fast forward if, and then not understand any of the things that are being said. Uh, so hop on the Patreon, YouTube, uh, patreon.com slash Sebastian SB. Do you say anything? Um, if you would like to support me on Patreon and also final warning, uh, oh. I did beat God of War. So, uh, we're picking the next game like next week or so. So you should, uh, get on the Patreon if you want to pick the next, be involved in the process of picking the next uh, game. People that pledge $15 can nominate games, and people who pledge any amount of dollars can vote on the games that those people nominated, and that's how the whole thing works. That's how God of War was chosen, that's how the next game will be chosen. Uh, It's been a big, chaotic period, messy nightmare of a billion games coming out this season, and I can only get to a tiny fraction of them, so this is one of the ways to help filter that, is like if there's a thing you want that badly... Uh, the Patreon will probably end up picking those things. Uh, I don't know. They might just pick something from 1992 for all I know. But I would, I, I kind of figure Patreon will probably end up voting for one of the games I haven't gotten to yet from this release schedule uh, next. Because there's a lot of demand for some of those things. Uh, so you can do that if you want. Please, if you enter a customer reward amount, very carefully make sure that you pick a tier also otherwise you'll be put in the no reward tier which is a weird dumping ground they throw you in if you don't select a tier correctly and mo- a lot of most of the people that are in there are there on purpose because they'd want to just support me with money but they don't want to deal with patreon uh 
at all. And they don't actually want to de- be involved in the votes and all that. But so every now and then I get one person that's, that comes in. It's like, why wasn't I in the vote? And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. You did, you you didn't actually join a tier. And I had no way of knowing that it was an accident. I'm sorry. But anyway. Uh, do you have any cringy? Do you say like. What? Smash that like or anything? Nah. Give me money. That's what I say. I wish I wish I could say that. Give and it me happened. money dollars. I feel like if I said that because YouTube it would be a don't. Bad idea. <laughs> 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 well, thanks for having me, Keith. Thank yeah. you. We're this gonna go cosplay bowling. This is a fun hangout. Gonna... Now we're gonna go play bowling and also exist in a in a colder room. I'm gonna, <laughs> so I'm gonna hot in here. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna Keith's change ass. At I'm gonna change my shirt just so I can feel cleaner because <laughs> this has been bad. It'll it's never been bad go in away. Here. It's so hot. Thanks for watching. Like always, guys. I'll see you next time. Bye. Ask questions on Patreon by messaging Bye. me on Patreon. And you could be featured Ooh. in future episodes of the Patreon Q&A, which is, this, which this is technically an episode of, even though it doesn't feature Patreon questions. My life is lies. <laughs>